Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony and that's Conrad. Hello. Well, Conrad, how are you this week? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm all darked out. Yeah, well, you're dark. You're, you know, even zero more dark to watch. How yeah, do you feel? Uh, I feel like I'm at the end of a long journey, and I've said goodbye to a to an old friend. Yeah, I, well, yes, many old friends. Yeah, you said goodbye to. Um, I, I like some, that some not so good friends, to be honest. There's a few. Yeah. we'll get into it. But there's a few who I'm like, ah, probably better off without. Yeah, way, catch, you later, catch you later. Catch um, <laughs> later. So yeah, uh, oh guys, it's really really exciting, really exciting. Conrad has seen it all now. He's seen it all now. To, I know there are some people watching this who, for one reason or another, got caught up in their um, with their life, or you know, just tuned out because they didn't like us anymore. And you are probably watching this thinking, ah, I suppose I'll see what that guy Conrad thought of the last episode. Mm. Welcome back. We're glad to ha- we're glad to have you. Um, yep, yep. Tail between your legs, <laughs> like coming back. All right, hang on a minute. My my Facebook is popping off here. <laughs> nice. That's it. it's because you're a man of a man of. Uh, I'm logging out. I'm logging out. <laughs> you're a social butterfly. You just flip between groups, and you can't you you can't be uncontactable. Yeah, it's my brother. My brother. I don't know what he's talking about, but uh, I'll I'll, I'll catch him with him after. I'll t- I'll touch him with him after. <laughs> right. Anyway, so this week we are talking about the last episode of Dark, and um, basically, um. Yeah, I don't know what what else to say. Like because I feel like I, 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 is the well of dark going to be dry at the end of this uh, this episode? I don't think so because as you know, I've got dark discussions, so we are going to be there. Actually, I will say this is a good plug to put in here. I think is that next uh, oh, tomorrow when you listen to this, it will be tomorrow on Tuesday, the nineteenth of January. Uh, Conrad and I are going to be live to the to the to the world, um, yep. and we are going to be talking all about dark. Uh, and all the unanswered questions, unanswered mysteries. That's one thing I'm really wor- uh, wondering about. Con- Does Conrad have any unanswered stuff that from this episode where he wants to know? Uh, yes. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> like, there's there's going to be a few. What, do you, are you implying that you want me to save them for, for Tuesday? No, no, no. You don't save them. Right. I mean, other people will ask us okay. their ones. And we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to justify them. Um, everything. I, I can justify everything, let's be honest. Uh, that's, I can't. That's, Oh yeah, you can't. I know you can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, the one. I'm the no one who goes into the nitty gritty detail. And uh, yeah. I, 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 if you, if you, if anyone was in the live stream last week, geez, there was some detail gone into there. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> there was many, many a paint, paint document uh, ruined with timelines circling back and forth. But uh, nice. we'll not talk about that. But um, anyway, so that's that's tomorrow, 9 p.m. Uh, UK time, GMT. Join us. We are going to be live, and it'll be great fun to have you there. Uh, we yeah, had a good awesome. crowd in last week, and hopefully we can get the same next week, tomorrow. Uh, all right, so <laughs> before we get into it, let me plug the uh, Culture Cave uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that if you haven't already. Every single week, we're still going with the After Dark podcast. If you don't know, uh, we are going on to the OA next, so if you're only popping back in uh, to see what Conrad thinks, uh, well, we're going to do the OA po- the OA. Uh, next, not next week. Next week's the Theory Matrix episode, which you're all looking forward to, I'm sure. Next, the week after that, we're starting the OA on the first of February. Then we are going to also ask you to subscribe to podcasting apps. Uh, if you 
I haven't got the time. If you've went away from us, you haven't got the time to listen to us or watch us on YouTube. Well, download us on podcasting apps and listen to us in the car or on the train. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, what else could I say here? Send us an email, adpodmail, if you ha- if you want to. We are always open, eyes open, ears open, all that sort of thing. There. Um, yeah, leave a comment. There's no, there's no, there's no more episodes, so yeah, leave can't you- spoil anything now. Can't spoil anything now. So by the way, I'm going to go back and read. Th- I'm not going to do this, but. I I might go back and read some of the comments from some of the other episodes uh, where I got stuff right just to see what see what people said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of oh my god. Actually, yeah. Before we get into it, Conrad, you wanted to have a have a wee chat with some of our listeners because Conrad, 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 you didn't realize that Marta was already pregnant when the inflection point happened. Yeah, I mean, let's be real about this. I've got a fucking bone to pick with our listeners <laughs> oh ye of little faith all right obviously i understand that Jonas and marta have already had sex by the time the inflection point happens and i was merely testing you and those of you noticed it pass so well done to all of you all right yeah. leave me alone yeah <laughs> i enjoyed the one comment that called us both small brain now yeah. let me just say why the hell am I getting dragged into this? So, like, you had to get dragged into it because I wasn't. I, I wasn't reading the comments, so I wasn't aware this was happening until the other day when you you announced un- that I was un- unceremoniously being dragged through the streets, through the streets of YouTube. Yeah, like like you know, it wasn't enough that you correctly uh, guessed the, the 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 parents of Ellie. It wasn't enough that you correctly uh, guessed that there was three worlds and the whole yeah. ending. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't enough, Conrad. <laughs> a man's not a piece of fruit all right like, you can't just tear off the peel no what is it eat the orange and throw away the peel it's been a long time since i've read death of a salesman but that's how i feel right now listeners i feel like a husk a withered husk of a man who's been drained of everything by the by by you vampires yeah and let, let me just say okay go back and listen to the person who made that small brain comment You've got into my small brain go back and listen to that podcast right whenever conrad says uh, that she's not pregnant at that point. I go, oh, interesting. I've got oh, something yeah. to talk to you about later. I forgot to talk to him about it, but there's proof, guys. I knew it. He's the fool, not me. That's why Anthony was trying to cut out those last 10 minutes of the episode, which for those of you who weren't listening last week, just ignore the next 30 seconds or so. But yeah. um, <laughs> the, where you cut out those final 10 minutes of last week's episode because you were trying to hide the truth. Yeah. But I got I got it, all right? I knew exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> and you edited me edited me to make me look like a fool. Yeah, it like took, a me, damn fool. took me more time to edit that together to make you look like a fool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say though, like, come on, Conrad's clearly the fool. He's clearly a small brain. Yeah, I knew I've got she, a tiny brain. I knew she was pregnant at that point. I also will say, like, my predictions were far better than Conrad's too. Like, I thought, like, I, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that the Alex uh, AT number plate on the car Noah was driving in season one. Fucking hell! That is the that, <laughs> that theory is the keys to the kingdom, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's a. There's a lot of unanswered theories uh, on my theory matrix coming out of this episode, as I'm sure there were yours when when you did this. And I think we all just have to accept that that certain things, like the AT number plate theory, are, are, are simply too obvious to be incorrect, despite them not explicitly confirming it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the ones you just sort of take as root. That's what there was yeah. going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you don't. I don't need to see Jonas drinking orange juice to know that he's probably drunk orange juice at some point in his life. And likewise, I don't even remember what your AT theory was. To be, <laughs> to Alexander Tiedemann slash. 
Oh, that's right. Slash yeah, Yassin yeah. was yeah. Uh, lending Noah the car because he was yeah. in on the whole Sigmunda stuff. And that is just obvious, you know, it's just obvious. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. All right. So what about getting into it, Conrad? Do you want to get into the episode then? Yeah, for the last time this season, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's break it down. So the episode opens in the perfect way, in my opinion. We've just yep. seen the cycle complete in the last episode, and now we see the first thing that we saw in the first episode. Yep. Starts at the start. I should oh. probably say what it is. <laughs> yeah, Mom, Michael Carnvold is committing suicide. I probably should say that. Yeah, and there's a um, there's a really beautiful, as, as there is in, in much of this, this show, to be honest, but in this episode in particular, there's a really beautiful kind of symmetry and poetry to the events it's, um, it's presenting. And this is kind of the start of that, where... You know, we're we're seeing both the beginning and end of Jonas's journey um, here. Yep, yep. I thought it was a nice little touch. Um, it also my theory that we were going to get the last episode being just the first episode again. <laughs> yeah, you saw this, right? Ah, <laughs> almost, almost. Uh, okay, so then we go straight into now. I'm gonna. Do- I've dubbed in my in my uh, review I did back in July. I dubbed Claudia in this episode Cluedo Claudia because, it, in my opinion, it's like. It's like the end of a whodunit. Like Claudia's just like, right, this is what's going on, uh, and just like, oh yeah, sort of, like yeah, her, her entire like, it's really smart how they do it actually, because uh, like her entire conversation with Adam is essentially like a framing device for the first half of this episode, mm-hmm. where she's talking to him um, over the over the Michael uh, killing himself, but then uh, we shift that into an actual conversation in 2052 between uh, Claudia and and, um, and Adam. 2050 yeah it would be 2053 um i don't care about these dates all right like they they don't care they like played rick astley you've seen the whole show conrad you have to know everything now yeah listen i I, in all of my notes i'm like this is 2050 sometime i don't know i can't keep it straight (laughs) (laughs) i'm here i'm a big picture guy all right i'm here for the i'm here for the big picture Uh, (laughs) but so um yeah claudia and adam are having having their conversation with um so it shifts from michael uh, from voiceover into actual conversation in the scene and then it keeps doing that throughout the episode so it pulls back out to voiceover as it's showing eric lux and other bits like that and it really works as a as a kind of expository framing device for the first half of the episode it really works for the episode it makes the episode very enjoyable for me as the host of this podcast it makes my job a living hell so i don't really know what we're gonna do here because there's so much said there's so much flashes to different things yeah we'll try our best is all i'll say so we'll, we'll talk about first of all then the reveal that there is indeed a third world what were you thinking how do you think it works do you like it points that's what i was thinking points for conrad points on the board um admittedly i only got it an episode before it was revealed but i'm i'm still quite pleased uh that i got there before before the show uh gave it to me mm-hmm. in terms of how it works um i think it that world doesn't exist anymore by the sounds of things like at the point that it is split it's either it either doesn't exist or it's not accessible apart from at that moment. Um, yeah, it's sort of explained that he destroys his own world. Um, now, yeah. later on, obviously, they're able to travel to it, but they're able to travel to it before it was destroyed. So Yeah, like at the moment that it is being destroyed, yeah. they're able to travel to it, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it makes perfect sense to me. The, the As I said last week, the Trichetra imagery is everywhere. This idea of things coming in threes is repeated frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even in like the kind of Yggdrasil... Um, to uh, Tabula Smaragdina imagery, there's th- this idea of like three worlds as well. So it really has been kind of lacing 
this theory throughout the show and and in a really smart way actually because it's never pointed at it so explicitly as to be like the, oh this is obviously where this is going it's yeah. really only when oh at least for me um it was really only when those kind of presentational elements came in uh, in the previous episode with like the different aspect ratio that i that i kind of clicked that that was where the show was going to go mm-hmm. um, out, but, of, um out of curiosity um i can't quite remember this at this point but had you seen before well we're not up there yet but just out of curiosity had you seen the yellow 80s room in the old world before this episode i don't think so because i made a note like oh, it's quite it's fun that they've changed the <laughs> they've changed the wallpaper okay okay the reason why i ask that is because i couldn't remember while watching the seventh episode whether or not the fact that he the hg townhouse we saw origin hg townhouse we'll call them now oh my god i can say everything now it's amazing so yeah. basically origin hg townhouse was creating that machine in the bunker yeah. um it, i was just wondering when i was watching that should conrad be picking up that the alt world has yellow and bl- and the prime world has blue at that point. So therefore this must be a third world um, in 86 because it's different. I didn't know whether you knew about the yellow or yeah, I, yet. It might have been shown very briefly. I don't remember us seeing 86 in the alt world in the bunker at this point. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if we did. I don't think we yeah. did. In fact, I don't think we saw 86 at all in the alt world until this episode. No, they you stayed might be in, right. They stayed in 2019 the whole time. Yeah, we. I mean, we saw people presumably going. Did to... yeah? I guess we haven't even really seen anyone traveling to eighty six at any point. Yeah, in, in no. the whole world. So yeah, you're right. But um, yeah, I I think with this, in terms of this, like cloud your Adam discussion, I think it's nice to finally have someone <laughs> explain to Adam that every step he takes, no matter how clever he thinks he is being is predetermined it's like fucking stop is what Claudia's basically <laughs> says to him right it's like i said a few episodes ago like she's like the parent and adam and eva are all like the cats yeah. and she, uh, parent and cats that doesn't really make sense parent and babies let's say i've mixed my <laughs> metaphors here and, and she's like just stop running around for five fucking minutes and yeah. let me fix this all right and then we'll, everything will be fine and that's that's kind of what she's doing here she's wrangling them all into a position um to to un, unfuck time basically it actually per- works perfectly as a metaphor for what was happening in my house today i was on the, the exercise bike and my son child one kept running over and almost like losing his arm in the <laughs> in, in the pedals so i was giant. trying to keep the cycle going right and he kept trying to do it and i was like could you just leave it for <laughs> five minutes <laughs> like just no sense of self-preservation whatsoever (laughs) this will probably shatter every bone in my arm yeah but it'll be fun yeah exactly so i sort of i feel like cloudier in that in that instant actually yeah but yeah uh, yeah, i actually really loved like i think some people who maybe didn't see the three worlds thing coming and it didn't some i know for a fact some people uh think like some people sort of try and try and think that like oh my god the ending just came out of nowhere in this show and i kind of feel like they think like you know the show turns stupid at the end because of that. But in yeah. my opinion, it just it, it just revealed those people for the fools they are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, th- I mean, I think it gives you enough to figure it out. It's not like, you know, I- I'll be the first one to-, to be critical of a show when it does stuff like The Basement and this, which again, it's not a massive flaw, but it's just a little bit like... Germany kind of has basements, I'm telling you. 
They need to write for the English, all right? It's, 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 you're, it's like in a, it's like if you're watching a New York show, right? And then like in the, like the, in like two seasons in, all of a sudden there's a yellow taxi there, but you've never seen one before. You have to admit, yeah. they are in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is a fair point. It's, it's purely my cultural ignorance that's uh, that's that's led me to this point. But you know, but, uh, but, but as... no worry, Connor. We'll talk about that before. But see, from now on, I'm sure you'll just forget that we've had this conversation now, yeah. and and you'll still come back to the bunker thing. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep mentioning it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep mentioning that's it. That's part of the fun. Listen, I'm a, I'm a commenter on movies and television shows on the internet. I have no time in my life for concessions or or rational thought. All right, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but you know, I, I, it doesn't really matter whether that, that's valid or not. The fact is, like, I'll be the first person to say that seems kind of dumb when I think the writing has cheated a little bit. But this is, I mean, the. It's, it's subtlety this is what this is it's subtle yeah. writing we should be we should be commending them yeah. for, for lacing their entire show with this imagery and this this idea without ever being so on the nose that you can see it coming and yeah. and it, it's exactly the same as i don't know like the mickle uh is michael reveal where they get you they give you enough to really figure it out for yourself um one episode before the big reveal so you can feel smart but it's not just it doesn't just come out of nowhere and, yeah. and to be honest as well like it the, there's already two worlds <laughs> like they've already said oh there's an alternate world yeah, yeah like yeah. how limited does your imagination have to be to be like well obviously there's not a third yeah, but, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's just ludicrous <laughs> yeah let's not get crazy here, yeah. guys like, what there's are you like, talking there's, about there's two worlds at least two realities within <laughs> yeah, those worlds yeah and it's like you know that's just went off the rails a third world whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> settle yeah. down you're easy freeze, tiger right? easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What? what, what uh, like, yeah, it's not. That's not a valid criticism. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. Right. Okay. So um, we see the mm. si- the scene again. I was, I was just going to say, but like just before we go into it, that there was one thing I wanted to note was that because she, she does say to Adam, "We you need to go back and basically stop the yeah. person in the, the third plan. world." Yeah. Yeah. Gives them the, gives them the plan basically, and I love the idea of using time travel to go back and present prevent the inciting incident, which will lead to the invention of time travel from happening. Because that is that's some grade A time travel fuckery, right? <laughs> right. Right. There. It is. Well, in my opinion, it, it is and it isn't, and we'll get into that later. I'm not gonna yeah. like. I'm not gonna sort of front load this thing with all my thoughts on the show because this is again okay. it is about our, us analyzing the show but also about <laughs> what you thought of it so um I, I there is a discussion to be had there that's all i'll say okay exciting um and i think as well like at the end of this episode you'll understand why i think the dark discussions can go on for years because literally there is a lot of a lot of people like me in the world who just love analyzing the mi- minute details of the timelines yeah. and everything but then you've also got all the character analysis stuff too because yeah. it's so rich Anyway, uh, so uh, Heichu Tanas, it shows him again. Click on the two buttons. We get we get all the confirmation of you of your theory from last week. Yep. Um, we also then get they travel to Adam's uh, Sigmundus lair and he sees it for the first time being burnt down. He probably mm. already knew it was. Let's be fair. Um, yeah. And she sort of lays out more of the plan. Uh, we, but it cuts away, and it it explains that um, Eva. Basically, we we finally get proper, proper confirmation of what Adam and Eva's sort of motives were. Adam's motive was to destroy the world, destroy everything. We sort of already put that together. And Eva's motive is to keep everything going because she always wants her son to live. Um, Yeah. I don't know why you'd want Gary to live, but she does. So, Well, I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves again, because there's a little bit before this, but, you know, he gives her a lovely hug. And yep. that's all. It, that's all it takes to 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 activate the maternal instinct 
in <laughs> in Young Marta. I will I will say there's a whole discussion to be had here about what's going on with the timelines of Marta and Gary, because if I, unless I'm mistaken, that kid isn't 33 years old. So the differences in the time between the birth of the baby and then him being this age is not 33 years. So that's completely different yeah. to the different ages of things we've seen before. So where the hell does Eva, this really young martyr who will turn into Eva, go to have the kid? And why is this 10-year-old going about the business? You know, anyway, I think there's a whole a weird, like, you know, discussion about that to be had. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I haven't I haven't really started unpacking that in my head, but there, yeah, there, I can definitely see that there's fodder for analysis there. Yeah, there is definitely. Uh, okay, so then we also get the. I thought they. I, my personal opinion, and I'm sure, obviously, you know, I don't want to front load you, but I, I personally loved the really sort of real. It was really quick and snappy, but it was very believable in the way that she went from hugging, hugging her kid to then taking the gun, killing Jonas, that showed the, us the other side of that. What did you think about that? Yeah, I think. Um the like her getting kind of forced down this path i think it is very believable for her character because she's kind of she she's i think she's in like a state of emotional shock at this point um she's not really think like i don't think she's really like necessarily processing what she's doing or what she's being asked to do but she's being led along by by herself and 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 that is uh, manipulating her into doing these things so when yeah. stranger marta brings in the clothes um that you know like it's a goddamn ceremonial killing in a cult or something you know it might as well be a robe that they're bringing her um it feels very much like she is being indoctrinated into this way of thinking um and 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 yeah i I think it's totally believable that she ends up where she does end up because she's being much like Jonas has throughout this entire series she's being sold this lie that the only way to fix things is to do like perform these terrible acts and and master at the old master at the point she is at the moment doesn't know that she's actually not fixing things she's setting them in motion she's operating in on on good faith that her older selves are telling her the truth and it just so happens that they're not um and i think it works brilliantly talking about this well they are they are they are they're they're not telling her the truth yeah i mean they're they're, but they're they're not lying no they're varnishing the truth quite heavily (laughs) they are right though she does have to kill Jonas to keep to keep it going you know what i mean to keep to keep the thing going yeah I, i think her her understanding is that what she's doing will make things better next time as oh, opposed yeah. to sort of perpetuating it for eternity. You think make things better next time? Yeah, oh, I think I'm, that okay. I, I don't, th- I don't think this martyr is on board with everything happening the same way over and over again. Uh, necessarily. That's not, just my no, read. Not, not, not at this, not at this point. I would, I would yeah. agree with you, but I think that Eva, uh, I think she does, like the, oh, I, Eva definitely does. Yeah, yeah I think Eva, Eva's on board with it. Just has to happen again so that my son can live. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, but I think at this point, Marta is doing these things because she believes she can yeah. fix stuff. Yeah. Um. And uh, and Stranger Marta and and Eva are telling her that that's that's going to be the case, which is or or at least allowing her to believe that that will be the case. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's the same with like young Jonas as well. Yeah. Like he thinks he he thinks that uh, it'll all be better in the end. Um, yeah. I, and I, I love. Yeah. Um, I, I was just going to say, like, I really like talking about like the kind of poetry and symmetry in this episode. I really love. There's, there's a really wonderful piece of dialogue um, in the kind of fra- talking about the framing device of Claudia and Adam uh, having a conversation leading into these scenes. Um, Claudia and Adam um, are talking again before we go to the Eric Lux uh, 2052 or 2053. I guess this would be for yeah. them probably um, uh, HQ. 
and Claudia talks about it and it's a sentiment we've heard before but it just really resonated with me this time this idea of you, you create yourself forever and you um because it's this really wonderful piece of, of, of dialogue which kind of shows the cynicism that the show has for a sort of fundamentally human inability to change oneself or move away from your own nature. So yeah. we've we've seen that uh, borne out in characters like Ulrich and Hannah, um, who who can't change how they are, and their flaws will always lead to their undoing. Um, but it also works quite literally in the case of what Marta is doing in this in this scene, where you know she is perpetuating this loop in her family. Yeah, I, I I think that's yeah. There's so much symbolism and, and mirroring between the two worlds. Like this, Marta is is in my opinion very much is that world's Jonas. Um, mm. And it, obviously at the end of the show, which we'll get get into as well, th- there's very you know sort of almost fatalistic um, sort of path to these characters have been on from for for a very long time. Uh, yeah, definitely with each other. Um, okay, so what I I don't know how to pr- approach this, so I'll maybe be a bit. I'll be a bit facetious, maybe, uh, to, you know. Uh, but be coy. I'll, be yeah, coy. I'll be, I'll be coy with you. I'll first of all say <laughs> this: ask you this question. Go What's on. your understanding about the parentage of Regina? Okay, yeah, this is one of the things that I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, the, my understanding of the dialogue here. Well, it's it's split actually. I'm not I'm not really decided either way. But the dialogue here seems to be implying that technically Regina is Claudia and Tronta's daughter in the cancer worlds, as she kind of calls them here, the, the offshoot worlds from, from the origin world, but that her place in the origin world is as a child of another another man. Um, and Tronta has come to accept and realise this. So it, he, he's obviously been with this Claudia for a long time. He knows what she plans to do and what, what, the, what the stakes are. So that, that's my, that was my first read. But then... Claudia's response after this to me kind of says that he was just never the father and I'm not sure which of those sounds more more plausible to me okay so there is an answer to this uh and you're actually you're actually given solid proof later on in the episode which we can talk about now I think about this small part basically the way that Claudia was able to arrive at there being a third world or the way I view it is and I wasn't I wasn't joking last week when I said like Obviously, I wasn't going to give it away, but when I said that the whole thing is like Biff's Casino and Back to the Future 2, it's this weird world that's been it's happened because of someone trying to change the past. So HG yeah. Townhouse in the Origin World tried to change the past, tried to save his family, and this created this weird Biff's, Biff's Casino world, right? Yeah, yeah. So in my opinion, and I've said before in a video, I like the idea of Yon Chafris and Baron Bodo being like, what have we made Back to the Future 2? But instead of focusing on Marty, who's trying to fix things, we who's who's the weirdo in this new in this weird world, we focus on all the characters in that alternate timeline that was created, and they come to realize that they're in an alternate timeline, right? Yeah, I think I think that's I, there probably is some truth to that. I think yeah, yeah. So basically, um, my idea, basically the way Claudia was able to figure out uh, this happened because. Claudia's the only person who knew that Tronta wasn't the father. Even Tronta thought he was the father. So, yeah. on, so that's and they also threw in a red herring because on Eva's floor, and we went through it in our episode thirty-two. It says Tronta's the father, but he's yeah. not. That's what Eva. That's what Eva thought. He's yeah. not. He's not the father. Tronta is actually not the father. The father is revealed at the end, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the way Claudia was able to realize 
that there must have been something that made this big time travel incestuous not happen is because, well, we all aren't involved in this knot. Regina isn't involved in this knot. Whereas if Tronto was the father, she would be. Like, she would be a product. Oh, because, of she'd, because she'd be a product of a Nielsen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of a yeah, Nielsen. Exactly. So, okay. so, that's, so basically, we are at the very end, which we'll talk about in more detail later, but it's pertinent here, so I will mention it here. At the very end, when we go into the origin world and we have like the, the, the scene around the table, yeah. um, when it first goes into the house, it focuses on a picture yeah, of Regina, with Burnt, with Claudia, and Burnt. Burnt yeah. is the father. Burnt is the oh, father. Okay, I didn't. T- I I took that as Burnt being a replacement for Egon, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to Egon in this no, world?" Burnt's the father. Oh, okay, that's so, interesting. Burnt's the father, which puts the scene between uh, middle uh, middle aged Burnt and young Claudia in a very creepy light from yeah. earlier in this season. He's um, a Okay, but, the, but I, guess I, I would the also once or the heart wants, but yeah, uh, but I would also say that there's been heavily heavy foreshadowing for this. They kept going on. If you go back and rewatch it, which I don't know if you will, maybe you will one day. They they kept going on about how it's really interesting. Like the Toronto was talking about how progressive it was that Claudia was the first head of the power plant, first female yeah. head. Oh, when uh, you're saying it was nepotism that got her there, basically. I think obviously, or maybe nepotism, but also maybe uh, that Burnt knew her so well that he he knew he could trust her, right? Yeah. But uh, but there was definitely a relationship there. There's also this is quite a contentious theory amongst the uh, the fandom, but there is also a thought that I've had before that the reason why Regina owns the old Doppler mansion and it is now the ma- it is now her hotel is because when Burnt died, she got it in the will. Yeah, that would make that make more sense. Actually, I had to cross that one off in the theory matrix as a red because I had it down that she will take it and turn it into a hotel because she'll, I don't know, have some financial leverage over him or something like that. Um, that is interesting. I I, I read that. I, <laughs> maybe this is me uh, interpreting the age difference between them as gross and not realistic. But that picture at the end, which I'm sure we'll come back to when we get to the end of the episode, I was like, oh, okay, so Egon isn't her dad in this in this world. No, no, come on. Because is clearly old enough to be her dad. The whole, the whole way she found out there was an origin world is because of the genetics of her daughter. It doesn't okay, make that sense. Makes sense. That, like, you, like, you cannot change DNA. Um, but, but also, I will say, like, we've talked about it before in this show, you know, like, if a TV show sets you up and then shows you something... It is the it is what it is. So the fact that they mention this here and the way Claudia responds, saying "I wish I actually wish you were the father," right? That's yeah. what she says. Something along those lines. It sets up that Tronta isn't the father, and then later yeah. on they show us Claudia Burnt being very happy with Regina. Yeah. It's, it's telling us that he's the father you know what i mean yeah i mean that makes sense and i think that also answers one of the questions i had later in the episode which is that how did claudia figure this out this time when she hasn't figured it out every other every other time it's happened i guess she has figured it out every other time that's okay we'll come back to that it only happens <laughs> once okay well in my this is another contentious point amongst the fandom right um but uh well well let's why don't we we'll come back to that when we get to hold on where's my Mm, I'm trying to remember where my my question was to myself about like I want to I basically have a list of things that I wanted to talk to you about. Like, yeah, I want to hear all before I before I and even I might leave it to last discussions for most of my sort of brigading of your theories and, and your understanding. I might leave mine till a later date. But um, there's definitely aspects which you I know you're going to say and how your analysis came across that mine has changed. But I know when I first watched it, I probably thought the exact same thing as what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm really interested to see as we go. I, I think um, just before we move off this scene, just to yeah. just to note note a uh, an aspect of um, of this scene that it kind of comes 
at the end of you know that pretty big revelation that Chanter isn't actually Regina's father, and that is that you know Claudia is sending him off to kill Regina, which is something that I theorized um, yep. that oh, would yeah. happen. And that is that's pretty heartbreaking to be like. But I mean, again, this is that stock difference between Claudia and Adam and Eva, where you know she's sending, she's she is getting people, she's having people killed, but she's doing it because ultimately she knows how to fix this and how to avoid that pain from yes. ever happening whereas for adam and eva the pain they inflict is a, a is a necessary and justifiable um cost cost of the the ends that they wish to achieve yeah well well that's definitely true for eva eva knows like the pain is going to be caused i think adam wants to end all pain but with that yeah, it guess, also yeah. comes ending all happiness too yeah yeah, yeah. whereas so there's there's definitely drawbacks in both plans um yeah. okay so uh we then also get I don't know we didn't we didn't really need this confirmation but they gave us like her her with alternate Claudia's clothes uh like you know yeah. showing us her getting dressed um we didn't really need that confirmation but we got it she kept the coat in really good nick which I which I appreciate I'm always a fan of a, of a nice coat <laughs> yeah it's a lovely coat cashmere I think yeah. it is uh okay so then we get the scene with the split screens between the two Ulrichs yeah and the way the reason why this was important in this regard is because. Claudia was explaining to Adam that in both worlds, everything happens every time. Now, obviously, they, I think she does mention as well. Now, things can happen slightly differently in the worlds, but they they do happen, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, obviously, we know that uh, instead of going to the 50s, he goes to the 80s in the old world. Yeah. But it does happen differently in the two worlds, but it does happen, which is the important part. Yeah, I think um, I kind of came around on this old Ulrich storyline a bit in this episode. Um I think because because we f- f- before we get to the second half, there's a lot of expository dialogue, and th- this is essentially an exposition dump yeah. that Claudia is giving us here to say, you know, this is how this all works. But the 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 these scenes are, even though we've seen them before, we've seen what, half of them before, I guess. Uh, they're well paced and they're quite exciting to watch, um, and they they are well positioned in this episode to keep us engaged while this expository dump is happening, and they wouldn't work with at least some of the or uh, of the old Ulrich storyline established prior to this, so I was watching this like, okay, fair enough. I didn't love those. Um, I didn't love the the, the work on that storyline that was going on in this season, but it, the ends have kind of justified the means a bit here. Mm. Yep, yep. A lot of head bludgeoning in the <laughs> I like a lot of head bludgeoning in this episode, and in fact, in this show in general, I think being beaten across the head is the number one cause of death in Dark. Yeah, I would say so. And like, obviously, they didn't do it this time, but a lot of the time they do mirror the same shot of them like mm-hmm. on top of them hitting with a rock. Um I will say it's funny I was watching this episode the other day. Um now most of dark I you can you know I can watch while my 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 toddler is playing in the room. This particular part I cannot. Um nope. so uh I I was literally having to turn like turn the sound off and like just hold his head and say how are you buddy? How are you? <laughs> right. Just yeah. not not let him look at the screen. So yeah. I I was looking I was looking I was doing I was doing that right and it all finished. But then I was like, it, it finished, right? There was no, he didn't see any blood, but <laughs> he must have seen him holding the, the, the bar before it happened. So yeah. I like had him, right? And he must have seen him hold the bar because it, I, I I just keep watching the episode then whenever there's all the gore's gone and he just like slaps the table and goes, bang! <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. no. Nice. He's um, damaged for life now. Yeah. That, that kid's going to grow up to be really into like giallo like I am. Um, yeah. 
He's oh, he's gonna I, he's, he's gonna think it's a, it's a dumb thing that like you know sometimes when daddy's watching TV he just holds my head very close to his yeah, <laughs> yeah. and covers my eyes and says I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. um I, I have a question for you about this scene two questions in fact okay yep, yep. um first off Ulrich seems like he's just dead <laughs> in, yeah, in the 80s. yeah that's my read of it I think instead of going to prison uh, he just like, dies I think he dies yeah and and that's okay. funny actually. Because does that confirm a theory of yours from the first season? Or that Auric doesn't live to be like 140 or whatever. <laughs> no, do you remember you had a theory that he was going to die? Because oh, yeah. Auric, yeah. So I you did, were yes. right, but it was actually in the alt world it happened. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I feel like that's outside the spirit of <laughs> that prediction, to be honest. Yep. Simple-minded season one comrade didn't know the alt world existed. Yeah. Ba- babe in the woods. Um, but Claudia's, Claudia's there too. Like She pops up and that is true, yeah. she's watching that is everything. True. That sh- sort of shows how she went about figuring everything out. She was watching everything. Yeah, oh, well, and that kind of leads me on to my second question, which is, what, what do you think happens to Alt Helga then? Does he just grow old and die? Yeah, I don't think Alt Helga... Because he oh. won't go back and crash into himself. Uh, and, and Yeah, he um, probably does grow old and die. Or maybe he just lives in that time now. Like, maybe, like, or unless Claudia takes him back to 2019. Like, yeah. maybe he just lives in the cabin, you know? Yeah, um, sure. I mean, he's been there his whole life, basically. I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, but also, is it confirmed that that um, is it confirmed that, that this middle aged Helga did help Noah in the same way as the other world? I think. Uh, I think it's not. I think with the pennies, maybe it is confirmed with the pennies. Um, I mean, the bu- the bunkers full of like children. It's, it's covered in children's oh, hang on. paper. Ha- yeah, hang on. Helga yeah, he actually, he actually admitted to it too, didn't he? He actually, he yeah, actually went right, to the police yeah. station and said, I did yeah. it. So He's definitely helping him. Um, but I mean, I, I think rather than the car crash being the moment where middle-aged Helga um, is no longer able to or chooses not to uh, help Sigmundus, so my interpretation of this scene is that this is the moment where he becomes incapable. Unless he has some real bad luck and he's sort of out of hospital in a month's time and then Helga runs into him with a car. It's like, mm. you should maybe... Maybe stop traveling for a little while. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Maybe this is the point. And actually, he was so maybe Noah actually did. Indo- you know how they always get him early, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe Helga was actually indoctrinated into the Eret Lux uh, without the need to have Ulrich beat him. Maybe they just went and took him. So yeah, potentially. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Okay, then we have another scene with uh, Claudia and Adam. Uh, now there's a particular moment, and I, I, w- I went back and forth on this in terms of highlighting this to you w- before hearing your whole theory of the show. But I think I will because it might Is it about the radio broadcast. No, no, no. Um, oh, okay, I'm talking about the, there's one line in particular uh, that Claudia says to Adam, where she describes uh, the idea of the apocalypse causes time to stand still for a moment, and that's yeah. why you're able to split into the various timelines, have the inflection. Well, in, in- in this scene, you mean? In this scene, she explains, yeah, yeah, she yeah. explains that time stands still. But then she also says, I also took advantage of that loophole to be talking to you here and now. Yeah. So, basically, Claudia split herself. So, right? Yes. So, what do you take from that? Um. Well, I mean, we've seen one of them that went off and, and got got shot um and presumably the other one was still doing stuff with middle claudia i guess i th- yeah um I, I don't know if it's fully confirmed it's but i th- i personally think that this claudia also went off 
And gosh. Yeah, I, actually, having said that, the last conversation that she has with herself, I'm yeah. fairly sure she's going off to die at that point. Yeah, because um, because she did say to her, she her younger self said, "Tell Dad I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah. So she's going to the fifties. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things in 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 this, right? So the first thing is she said she split herself. That makes me realize, right, that. Um, Okay, so there's a couple of things here. She split herself, meaning that we're, that she anyway is is now in a different reality to there's two there's two Claudias basically. Now, yeah. does do we really have to care what the other one did? No, but she did split herself for a reason. Okay, so yeah. my so my thoughts are, and maybe we'll get into it a bit later when Adam goes to see Eva because there's some stuff we can do there. But my thoughts on it are is that when she splits herself and she goes to talk to Adam. In the normal reality, before, like, you know, in the other one, she didn't go talk to Adam because she said, I split myself to actually come and speak to you here today, right? Yeah. So my thought is, is that in the other one, she doesn't go see Adam and then Adam goes to Eva and kills Eva. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, I think that's right. Because yeah. I, I can't imagine Claudia was at all involved no. in, in, in anything that Adam does in this episode previously. Yeah, exactly. So, no, you say previously. This is wow. what I'm saying to you. Yeah. So, so basically, my understanding of it is because she splits herself, the cycle still exists, okay? But it's in the other reality that she split herself from. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that would make sense because as like we we've been told, as long as it kind of perpetuates in one of the in, in one wh- of the branches, it will it will uh, both will continue. So therefore, it's both true that Claudia figured out how to fix everything, and true that the cycle wasn't broken. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There you go, physics. There fun you... with fun with science. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good fun. I, I love the yeah. I, I love the idea that everyone's talking about how Claudia broke the cycle. But the funny thing is, she couldn't break the cycle because if she did, nothing would have happened. You know, you, you know, you have to perpetuate the cycle in order to get yeah, to the yeah. point she can. That split, makes sense. She can. That's really smart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, so I mean, to be honest, in this scene, I was mainly just um congratulating the writing on the callback to the time standing still for a second, which was mentioned on the radio broadcast in 2020 when Claudia when we first yeah. saw Claudia. In a police station, yeah. and it was like that's cool that you put that in there, and then it's like, and it seems like you know just a little throwaway it's science, literal, thing. yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was like, okay, this is science bullshit. I don't care about this. Like, <laughs> uh, get 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 to people bashing each other's heads in police dark, and then they come call back to it. I was like, oh, you're geniuses. You, you put it right there in front of our eyes. And yeah, we just didn't didn't know to look at it. There's there's actually um there's actually so much foreshadowing, and that's something we could do in a Dark Discussions episode in the future, but the foreshadowing to to this in the third season, the fact that they're all going to disappear, um, is is so laced throughout the season. Like, re-watching it, like in the first episode of the season when they're in the kitchen of the Carnvold slash uh, Nielsen house, yeah, um, and like uh, Mikkel and Marta having a bit of a back and forward, and uh, Mikkel says... Um, what do you think you think we like do we do we even exist or something like like there's there's foreshadowing put into the dialogue yeah. even from there you know um so it's really really interesting but that that conclusion of me saying about the cycle still exists in one of the timelines because she split herself to go and do this separately yeah um it took me four or five months to get to that and it took me a lot of people telling me i'm wrong in comments it took me a lot of re- <laughs> a lot a lot of re-watching but I'm, that was one of my uh, on my dark discussions last week. It was called Five Dark Theories. Uh, it was called Five Dark Theories. You'll never convince me are wrong, right? That was one of them. That the cycle is continued in one of it's the. Sa- it sounds it sounds t- totally plausible. I mean, to be honest, that's the kind of thing that I would just never get because I don't. I'm not as good at going into those kind of like 
the minutiae and the, the the crazy theories as well not crazy but like you know the 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 grand theories as you are i kind of i can just analyze what they put in front of me and the rest like so yeah. basically when claudia said that i was like yeah sure well, yeah, no. well, that's, that's, I think that's that's why um, I think that's why people like listen to this podcast. Actually, is because we are sort of two sides of the coin. I am yeah. very much detail focused in terms of yeah. like the, the time travel and stuff. I'm just an idiot who talks about photography and stuff. It's no, just like, that's not true. These that's trees look nice. No, but I, I mean, I, I agree with you though. Like, I think you bring. I think you your um, your analysis on this is is like has led me to some very interesting conclusions that I wouldn't have otherwise drawn. Sometimes putting your own feet in the fire, yeah. <laughs> as, as we've learned. Exactly. Right. Okay. So Adam then goes and this this oh. Jonas in the moments after Martha gets shot, right? Yeah. Um, goes and splits I, him off again. This is his third I, direction now. There, there was a definite. Before you speak, there was a, actually first off, second time in the series that they've done black screen pause for a second, and it's like a very much a done with the exposition here we go moment yeah. which is very cool and then but the yeah. rest of this episode up until like when they successfully do their thing it's yeah. like running downhill you know? yeah you're, you're just off to the races it's like here. a snowball uh, you know yeah it's like a f- tour de force at the end of this episode but um yeah talking about the scene with adam and Jonas, like what there was a definite moment when he went to go and get Jonas, where i was like for fuck's sake Jonas, why must you choose now to be skeptical and stop trusting people <laughs> like just once like just like trust this one of all the people that you're going to trust trust this trust adam here well let me just say i was thinking the complete opposite of that yeah i, I was thinking this man has just shot oh uh, shot martyr yeah yeah walked out the door Put a coat on, come yeah. back in, come back in, and just his like, collar, and been like, "Listen, I know that just happened. Let's forget about let bygones be bygones. Yeah, let's put it, <laughs> let's put it in the past. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, he has absolutely no reason to trust him. <laughs> but I was like, I was like shouting at my television, like, for fuck's sake, Jonas, please, <laughs> like, just trust him. I know you have no reason to, but you trust everyone in this show. Like, it's your biggest flaw as a character is that you trust people you shouldn't trust. Yeah, I just, I just love the image of in Jonas's mind, Adam walked out the door, put a coat on, and came back. Yeah, in. <laughs> just like put his massive collar up and was like. Yeah. It's me. I'm a different Adam now. Come, come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they they get into the um into the alt world. Uh, they they look at uh, they watch. This feel really feels back to featurey. They haven't done this that much. If I'm going to be honest with you, they kind of did it when Hannah went to see Mikkel in the '80s. But this idea of like sort of watching something that we've already seen happen. Yeah, it's real like a sort of Back to the Future, Marty McFly goes back to the 50s, you know, sort of thing. Watching Ulrich running into the cave. I really lo- I love that, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's... Um, it, because it's, they were always there, you know. Yeah. Because the way time works, they were always there. And I just love that idea that even in like in Back to the Future, like Marty was there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Really cool. um, I, I think the, the the thing that I was quite interested in this this exchange between Adam and Jonas is uh, the dialogue where he's ba- Adam is basically relaying Claudia's plan to his younger self, and it's this idea that he and Martin need to work together yeah. to fix things. And I feel I feel like the fact that even someone as fundamentally broken as Adam can agree with and support this conclusion is, and I'm going to talk about this a lot in this episode because I feel like it's that the idea of what is happening here as it speaks to humanity is a theme that runs throughout this episode and in fact this whole show but it's really brought to the foreground here and, and this idea like there are times when it feels quite cynical um so um the claudia talking earlier about how um you know we just make ourselves anew we can't ever change yeah. but then it will also present this alternative side where adam is saying like okay what i need to change i need to offer something different here and it and it is 
this glimmer of hope for humanity to say if we le- if we kind of work together and and sort of work for something larger than ourselves we can actually achieve something and change things maybe that's me reading too much into it but that's kind of the theme that i'm getting from this dialogue um and and also very exciting we get francisca mentioned for the first time (laughs) which is which takes me back to what you said when um when that was quote unquote spoiled for me that it was just mentioned in like a throwaway line in season eight uh in season three and here we are last episode it's like yeah that's francisca you've all you will figure it out i think he did he did mention it in episode six as well when he was listening oh did he oh he was listening magnus and francisca celia and agnes yeah yeah Yeah, um but basically it's the same thing though it's just like throwing it away um i I will say that um We'll we'll get into the idea of predeterminism and free will at the end, I'm sure. But but the idea in this one is this Adam. I'm sure even though back in the back back in like the cycle timeline, whenever he really thought that by destroying the origin, it was going to destroy everything. I think he all it always he felt that that was going to happen. But there was also always a hint there that Adam, no matter what you do, it's not going to work. Whereas yeah. now that he's been split off into this into this different uh, sort of reality, I. He sort of the way he is. He's completely changed as a character. The yeah. sort of the tension is gone from him. In like the tension, I feel like the tension of wondering whether he's done it before is gone. Yeah. You know, and he's very much just like, we can do this now. Let's take this little football and run it into the end zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. Then- I, I think he's he is accepting of that of the possibility that things can change here. Um, for and, and it, he's a lot less. You use that this word previously in this recording but he's a lot less fatalistic i think i think with the with adam and stranger as he gets older you sometimes get the impression that he's doing things because he feels he has to do them because it's predetermined that he do them Mm -hmm. um whereas here he is making a conscious choice to change things um which to me is very upbeat um in terms of what it says about about the, the the themes that this episode is addressing yeah, and in my opinion as well, it finally gives this actor who plays Adam a chance to be Jonas. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. is was something he hasn't really had before. No. Um, okay, so then we get the scene between young Claudia and older Claudia. We've talked about a bit about it already. Um, interestingly, there, now I don't think we will ever hammer this, like and nail this down, but I question whether or not this scene is is... Has Claudia just gone and picked up this other version of herself? Is this the moment she split? Do you know what I mean? I do question that. Uh, I don't think there's any way of saying yes or no because um, we know she was visiting herself anyway. But the yeah. way the way that she's giving all the information to her, it really seems like here we've been like she's giving her the information. She says if if Jonas and Marta succeed, then everything will be fine. It seems like she's just told this Claudia, right? So you've done all this investigation on your own. I'm just gonna fill in the rest of the gaps for you. Here you go. Yeah, this is everything. So she tells her a lot of stuff here. Yeah, I, I I think that's I think that's right, and it's, I think it serves that purpose, and it also serves the purpose of just giving us kind of a quiet moment of reflection between two of the best characters or, or best actresses playing the same character um, yep. in the show here yep. before the end of all things, basically. And I think it's interesting the the people we get to say goodbye to um, in this episode. Uh, I feel like the show is kind of playing favourites, which is not a problem. I'm happy for them to play favourites because all the characters that we get uh, a kind of long long goodbye with are the best characters in the show for the most part. Um, But I think this is them revealing that Claudia is one of their favourite characters as well um, because you don't see many other characters get this kind of treatment. Yep, and did you notice that Claudia was packing up the townhouse machine into her thing? Yep, yeah, taking that off to the 50s to then, hold on, where does that end up? Let me think about think this through. Then Noah gets it, 
and then he takes it back to Sigmundus. Uh, this, and... no, there's a YouTube video on this, Conrad, which is 25 minutes long. We're not doing this right now. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to do it, all right? Listener, you, you stay right there, all right? We're going to figure out where this fucking machine yeah. goes, all right? So it ends up with Bartos in the cave, yeah. basically. Where did Thanos buy the screws to make it? That's where we'll start, right? Yeah. But basically, like, this is really interesting because, like, just touching on it briefly is that there was two machines at one point. There was, like, the broken, yes. there was the broken one. And there, and there was uh, the one that Hannah brought to the to the to the nineteen eleven or whatever it was. Yeah. So there, yeah. there was two about. So so there is a whole video out there on the internet where you can watch the whole timeline of it. I'm we're not going to go fully into it now, <laughs> but if you want to know which one this is, go and watch that. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I may well do that. I can actually watch videos on Dark now, which is exciting. Yeah. The whole. Can whole branch of youtube has just opened up to me exactly well we don't have to worry about the spoiler, <coughs> spoiler tags on these anymore as well but obviously yeah. when we get to the oa we do but uh yeah and in fact actually that's very important because there's going to be a lot of conrads going along with us too um yes yeah all right so we get one of the coolest moments i think where Jonas like runs it's the running tackle you know running and tackles marta um and like it's, they and they teleport it's very it's it's pretty rad it's a little risky i'm gonna say <laughs> like i feel like he could have he could have done this in a slightly more controlled manner but it's pretty cool what he does i'll give him that um and i i was yelling at i spent a lot of time yelling during this episode to be honest but i was yelling at Jonas during the screen because he's like he stands there watching magnus and francisca talking to bartos and marta for what feels like about half an hour and i was like for fuck's sake Bart- uh, Jonas, take your time why don't you just well, like go he has to do it at a particular time because it has to be in the in the time standing still moment but also yeah also what's interesting as well is uh i got a comment on a video one time on like they were talking about like their unanswered mysteries and stuff right and like the mm. amount of unanswered mysteries and like dif- different conversation points that are on the show is endless and what this person was burning away in their mind what they asked was how did Jonas time it so perfectly that when he grabbed marta they teleported at that moment <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it's like an egg timer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You notice <laughs> how like, many clicks there are. Yeah, you just ten seconds. There you go. I can count to ten, and I'm not, I'm not that smart. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, Jonas has done this plenty of times. Yeah, exactly. But also, it is just because they wrote it that way. Okay, so am I the only one who gets a bit anxious in this show, and they do it a lot with the number of people we have teleporting or time traveling, and then ending up in the middle of the road? Because <laughs> I mean. It's- I'm not gonna Very say dangerous. I'm not gonna say I was anxious in general about that. However, we have talked about before when they go in the caves, it's to it's to teleport with the machine. It's yeah. to avoid going into people. I hadn't even thought about that. They could telefrag a car and that wouldn't be good. Maybe that's how uh, uh oh, what's his name? what's Tanhouse's son's name? I can't remember. Um it begins with an M. Gustav. No, it's not Gustav. Hein- Heinrich. No, it begins with an M. Oh, Marek. Oh, you mean Marek. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, thought, I didn't know which townhouse you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I should have been more specific. Yeah. There's a few townhouses. <laughs> um, yeah, Marek. Maybe that's how they had a car accident. Maybe maybe they did try and fix it, but Jonas and Marta got it got the calibrations <laughs> wrong. Like, just were in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, ah! And there was um, just like half of Marta inside his well, baby. I, I will talk about it later on, but just a one-word answer. Did you at all suspect that they were going to cause the accident? There was a thought in my mind that they're going to appear and then they're going to fly off the road and then there's going to be an action sequence where they have to get them out of the car before they drown. Um, I'm I, I'm glad they didn't do that. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like uh, I'm pretty glad as well. The way that the way that it ended is just fantastic. But uh, okay, so they they travel into yeah, lovely lovely little moment here. Yeah, they so they they travel back into sort of uh, the prime world and they're yep. in 80, they're in eighty six now. Um, yep. And uh, Marta. 
basically is just like, what the hell? You're still alive? But then yeah. this Jonas, you know, this Jonas doesn't didn't know. That <laughs> he has not a clue. Life. He it's, doesn't know what's going. <laughs> he's, he's still a wee babby. This one, but uh, basically, uh, I don't know. Like she, Marta seems to get on board with it pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, she definitely does. I, I, well, I think. Um, so this this entire stretch, this Jonas and Marta stretch that we're already kind of in the middle of here, but basically starting with him running tackling her, um, is awesome um, because it's all it's all just kind of it's just moving forward at such a fast clip and and uh, but it's it's taking the time to have really cool moments between these two. Um, so for me, actually, it was quite quite useful to have the oh you look like her line yeah. from Jonas because because it's easy to forget in like the kind of all the hullabaloo of everything that's going on that like oh this Jonas doesn't even know the old world exists <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like he I have to say sometimes we're critical of Jonas for being too trusting or being a bit of an idiot he is doing remarkably well for someone who's like okay your girlfriend got shot we haven't got time for that you need to come with me then we're going to a third world what you didn't know about the second world don't worry about it we're going to the third yeah, world yeah. And like, here's, here's, a new, here's a new time travel device you've never seen it before don't worry about the instruction manual just turn, turn this knob it's just like an egg timer just crank it you'll be ready to go like yeah. and, and, and like he gets on board remarkably quickly but but this is a really cool moment between them to really hammer home that this is Jonas almost operating on instincts here. I think like he's, he's flying on a wing and a prayer at the moment. And it's, and it's a way that Jonas, to be honest, has been operating for a lot of this series, but this time there's kind of light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Um, and, and talking about Marta, um, I mean, there's cuts here between, um, the uh, Jonas and Altmarta stuff and the Adam and Eva stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is, I, I don't know, if, do you want to do do them in, in do all the Jonas and Altmarta stuff and then do the Adam and Eva stuff or go back and forth between them? Uh, let's let's do the Altmarta and Jonas stuff up until the point where the light appears. And then we'll okay. go, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so you get like the awesome dialogue between them that they have had so many great conversations outside the mouth of the caves, but you get the glitch in the matrix line coming back again. We're going to come back to that because I said something about how I thought there was something like the matrix in the caves. You just watch this space listener. All right. That's all I'm saying. But there's after Jonas lays out the plan to her, there's this, there's this awesome shot of Lisa Vicari. It's a front on shot. Jonas has walked away from her into the caves and she's kind of like her head is down and, and it's just a moment to, for her to act and, and yeah. to show her character like wordlessly coming to terms with the fact that she is going to have to prevent herself from ever existing. Um, and she raises her head and there's this brilliant bit in the soundtrack where they just play this like bassy synth note and it's like, okay, Martha's on board and and, yeah. it, and it's just this, and then she walks off and it's it's this phenomenal moment. Yeah, uh, it's just great. What about whenever this is an actually talking about how innocent this Jonas is? There's a moment when they're sitting in the tunnel waiting for the light to come. And mm. I will just say, first of all, he explains it to her again. This is something that they did brilliantly in this episode. We hear the explanation of ha- of what's happening three times. Yeah, Cla- Claudia yeah. explains it to Adam. Uh, Adam explains it to Jonas. Jonas explains it to Marta. And it's yeah. just it's really just like right, guys. The end of this show is going to be very emotional. You need to understand how we got here to, to fully fully yeah. be affected by it. Absolutely, and, and yeah. they get it into our head really well, in my opinion. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't. I think the crucial thing there as well is it doesn't feel like you're being hammered over the head with it. Like they're they're reinforcing it, but they're doing it through 
I wouldn't necessarily call the writing of it subtle, but it's it's delivered in such a way that it doesn't stand out from what's going on in the mm-hmm. scenes where it happens. So yeah, you're you're absolutely you're internalizing the uh the, like what's going to happen so you can just reflect on on the kind of the emotional side of the of the of the climax. Exactly. By the time we get there, every everyone who's watched the show, I would say ninety nine percent of people who watch the show are on board with what's just happened makes sense. Now yeah. let's just experience it. Yeah. yeah um, and when, when they're in the tunnel, um, it's a really cool moment as well because talking about how, how innocent Jonas is, um, Jonas says to uh, Marta, Jonas in your world, was he different? He doesn't even know that Jonas doesn't exist in her world. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like, that. I think that's why I, lo- I, I love um, Lewis Hoffman's performance in this because... I wonder if they filmed it first. They, they can't have filmed it first because they were doing like a, a presumably doing an episode a week or um, when it initially came out. Um, no, no, no. It came out all in one dump. So they, they oh, did they, it? Okay. They make it in, like they make they make most most shows that come out as a dump get made like a film. And what I yeah, mean what I mean by I, that is they do location work. They they yeah. do all the stuff in the forest, all the stuff in the bunker, all that you know. But to, but to like to roll yourself back, or well, not even just to roll yourself back, but to jump around with this character to so many different kind of emotional states and, and levels of involvement in this, mm-hmm. in, in the time travel stuff is so impressive. And not like you say here, he doesn't know anything. He is operating purely on faith and the fact that he knows he wants to fix it. He doesn't really know how, but he has been told by Adam who has somehow spoken to him, like somehow got through the, the layer, like layer of cynicism that he rightfully has because he shot Marta. Um, but it's it's such a great performance because he's just he's naive but not annoyingly so he's he he's still driving at the right thing even if he yeah. doesn't fully understand it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, the Adam and Eva stuff then. Um, yeah. So basically, Adam comes in, and what we learn from what Eva says is the way it ends for her usually is basically Adam's just like he fails in his attempt yeah. to kill the origin he's just like well i'm just gonna go fucking kill her right? yeah yeah like, like, all right plan b i'm gonna shoot her yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, all right nice job adam really inventive yeah um what did you think about the little bait and switch or the little tense tense moment where eva's like trying to kill herself yeah and then it's like did, did a little bit did you like were you expecting him to have the bullets or did you think oh time um, time won't allow it I no, I think I I think I was expecting the gun to not be loaded at that point because it's I think by this point Adam's character is so clearly on a redemptive arc yeah. in this episode that it would be really weird for him to like allow her to try and kill herself. Yeah. So I, I but um yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great moment, a great scene between these two. And you know, we're seeing the beginning and end really uh, well, it's not even the beginning and end, it's almost like an anthology at this point of the Jonas and Marta relationship. You know, we, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we see them at a very young age having this interaction with each other. We see them in the tunnels, you know, when they're teenagers, and we see them at the end of their lives here. And and it keeps on coming back to this relationship between these two as something they are indelibly linked to each other. Um, yeah. even even when they've spent what probably the best part of 60 years actively fighting against each other as adam and eva have Mm -hmm. they are still able to reconcile because they still love each other fundamentally um and and yeah it's 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 beautiful it's a a beautiful way to bookend um a character or two characters stories yeah uh, and they've finally been given permission like to like once eva realizes that you know okay this is actually going to end they've done it um you know 
she actually just gives in and you know and she no longer has to despise him you know yeah. or no longer has to work against him and she just like you know lets the feelings that she have flow it's just yeah it's really lovely yeah. and the, there's the like yeah there's the, the you know the you will die i will die this this acceptance of the end coming is really beautiful and and the, the his um as as the the the, the passage is opening we get here the death is irreconcilable speech which i believe we heard before in voiceover early in season two i couldn't exactly place where we'd heard it but i'm almost mm. certain we've heard adam talking about that before um and yeah then as he's talking we we see the origin world again we do so basically the um oh yeah one thing i wanted to mention about the origin world which we haven't mentioned yet and uh we didn't you, you didn't pick up on it and to be honest with you i don't think i did back when i watched it either but like see the bunker right yeah so the the this is actually solid proof that it was a third world um and it's not just the way that they were shooting it it's literally solid proof from the show so yeah. the the real hatch to the bunker in the prime world i wouldn't say they're not real sorry real is the wrong word but in the prime world it opens from the right hand side uh yeah. and then the hinges on the right hand side in the alt world it's on the left hand side and in the origin world, it opens up. Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> to, to little little touches like that. I wonder if it's. I wonder how they did that. Whether they whether they had to reattach the door every single time. Well, they did. well, they wouldn't have had to for the for the alt world because remember they literally flipped the images. Oh um, yeah, of course they but did. But for, yeah. for the origin world, they would have had to put a new hinge on. Yeah. Just like, don't hope they don't tell anyone about this World War Two bunker that they're like. Listen, we're just gonna. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just gonna move some screws. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um all right, so we'll get into it then. We'll get into the tunnel. Uh yeah. so Townhouse turns on the time fucker three thousand and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here um, we are. And we're in the time fucker three thousand tunnel. <laughs> yeah. What what did you think about this um depiction of sort of being between worlds? You know? Okay. What well, so the the kind of matrixy looking yeah. thing that they're in. Right. I'm going to say this now. I said, before we knew where the two passages led in season one, so one of them, go, you know, in the, pa- uh, in the passage, one goes off to 1986, the other one goes off to uh, 19, 1953. Yeah. Um, and you, before we knew about the 53 one, you asked me where I thought the other one went. Yeah. And I said that I think it goes, well, I said, I, I said a couple of theories, but one of the theories I said was, I reckon it's going to go to a room like the architect in the Matrix. <laughs> where there's just like this is the hub of all things and wouldn't you know it three seasons later <laughs> here we go yeah i think i don't think it's a perfect analogy to what this is <laughs> but i think i think it's pretty good um like definitely I, th- I i in my opinion like i don't know like do you think that obviously there's only the really the three worlds at at play here but yeah. you know i get the the impression that if they were able to go to a, like if there was a fourth world that they could also get there like this is between worlds like this is yeah like, this you know. is um it's a really cool presentation like jokes aside it, it, obviously it looks a bit like the matrix which is not a bad thing by any means the matrix mm-hmm. is super cool um but yeah I, I this is uh it's almost like what it reminded me a bit of actually was the end of interstellar um uh, the, i'm this, so glad you pointed yeah 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 like I, this kind of passage but be- like you're you're not through the black hole. You don't, you're you're not in time anymore. You're Spoilers outside for of time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, spoiler for Interstellar. Um, 
you don't, you don't need to see that movie. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's amazing. Um, it's okay. It's not bad. No, it's really good. We'll save it for the other podcast. Yeah. Um, the yeah, but so they're they're kind of outside of time here, and it's a really cool presentation of it. And and I love the again that that sort of this duality of um oh, duality is not the right word this kind of like poetry of their relationship with each other you know with Jonas revealing that at a very young age Marta saw him uh as as he is very close to the end of his life and and likewise for Marta with Jonas it's just it's so beautiful the way it's presented and and it's just reinforcing these idea that these two are always going to find each other they're always going to be connected and i think the the reason it really struck me as much as it did is that when we come out the other side of this and we get into the real end game of this episode i was i was crying quite a lot because it's really sad you know losing these characters who are who are you know you've been with for a long time but there is this glimmer of hope that and i and i feel like it almost ties into the um kind of cesium 137 ghost stuff as well the show has always it's never really been explicit about it but it's always kind of said there is something Mm -hmm. that isn't explained by science that will that can kind of reach across worlds and 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 bond people and i don't think they ever want to be subtle yeah it's very subtle but it is but i but I, I, i don't feel like they're explicitly saying oh it's god or it's you know whatever i don't think they're interested in making a a conclusion but there is this like just this glimmer of of something that is really beautiful i think in how it's in how it's realized at the end um here yeah and um well so whenever they do see each other as younger children is my you said they're they're sort of it's almost like that it was their fate to uh to be intertwined in this way yeah uh, and it's it, we've talked about it before in the idea that although Jonas from his world lost his martyr but once he came and started being with this martyr it's like oh this is the true martyr he's supposed to be with um yeah. sorry old sorry you know Bartos can have the other one but uh yeah. <laughs> but basically sloppy seconds for Bartos unfortunately but I mean, he's uh, proven he's, he's game to yeah, be honest he's, he's, yeah he's, he's got nice hair but uh basically this moment right sort of to explain it in a it's nothing to do with science, as you say, but yeah. um, my read of it is, is that when they're in this sort of in-between worlds place, they're able to reach out. And because in that moment, Jonas was calling for Marta, Marta was calling for Jonas, it reached across worlds and just latched on and got them in this state when they were children. Like yeah. the, sort of when they were like, Jonas, and then, you know, it, she actually got to Jonas and communicated with him at that at that age. Yeah, um, that's sort of it's very un. You can't really explain it because it's not meant to be no. explained. But it's that there's that an intangible thing that's connecting them. In my, I, I love yeah. that habit though. Like, sorry, you. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was gonna say my my, but my idea like this is where I don't believe it's contentious, but it it maybe will be just because it always it always the way you read the end of the show is very personal to yourself, but um. This moment, and then whenever they get through, and eventually they speak about this moment later, that was you. Um, yeah, it does sort of show that this is predetermined. They they saw each other when they were children. This, you know, the whole the whole idea of like if the the past has already happened, so even if you go back, you can't change it. Yeah, uh, which has been something that's been reiterated many times through the show. Like whenever the Claudia breaks the cycle, when she, we've already talked about, I don't believe she broke the cycle, but she split away to go and do this. Yeah. Um, you get the impression that everything's going off. They're flying off the seat of their pants. It is all free will. The ball's rolling down the hill. But this then throws a question in. And it's like, whoa, hang on. These characters were actually... It, it had to be this Jonas. And it had to be this Marta. And they were 
they they were you know destined to be here you know yeah and i i think that's i think that's true and i think it's it's really interesting that the at this point in the show more than any other you have the the sort of hard sci-fi um that the show has kind of made its uh kind of meat and potatoes out of mm-hmm. kind of bumping up against a more nebulous spiritualism yeah. really um and i don't mind that i could see why people who are really into the raw sci-fi of it might get a little bit annoyed about this because yeah. it's it's introducing something that isn't really quantifiable or explainable but to me i i love a good like schmaltzy ending and we got that and i don't mean that in a bad way but we we got that here um and it was partially um reinforced by by this this kind of nebulous bond between these two that was introduced here and as you say Mm -hmm. almost an idea of fate that they are fated to to always be in each other's lives exactly like you know um so like the idea i just think that that moment it's really cool because if you think about it like that, it still fits the predeterminism sort of sciencey thing, but it also gives the characters such an emotional weight to that scene, you know, yeah. where they where they're saying, "Oh my god, that was you as an Oz child." And it's just yeah, it's just great. So yeah. they yeah. they they're backing up and they finally back into each other. And when they find each other, then sort of the passage, the third passage to the origin world is revealed. Uh Yodas turns his little ball. So as they're walking into the origin world, he turns his ball, then travels back to 1971. Yeah. Um, I think if they just walk that way, they probably would have got to the origin world. But I think by using the ball, it explains why he's not coming out in 86. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I think that makes sense, yeah. Um, well, it also doesn't exist after 86 in the origin world, does it? At, yeah. this, at this stage. Um, so then it cuts to Marek, Sonia, and uh, the baby Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and just- sh- Yeah, sorry. I, I was just well. Uh, no, I, I know what, what you're going to ask, and I'll just say no straight away. Uh, this is not the same Charlotte. Um, Come on, it might be. <laughs> Let me have my Charlotte. Yeah, the reason why it's not the Charlotte is because Marek and Sonya existed in the Alton Prime worlds too. That's uh, yeah, that is true. But I like. I want to. Let me have. My, I'm having my Charlotte. I'm not I'm like because if we don't have Charlotte, if we don't have our Charlotte, then we don't have Ellie either. And that's the world needs Ellie. That world needs that fox hat. But do you do realize that can't exist because that's time listen, travel? Listen, Come on, Conrad. Right. Don't that be a small brain here. Time will time will find a way. All right. If like yeah. other characters are going to figure out a way to exist, it'll you know it'll it'll all it'll figure itself out. That's yeah. my belief. Come on, Conrad. Don't be a small brain here, as that one person says. Uh, everyone I, who was that's... everyone who was involved in time travel whatsoever is not is not here anymore. That's that's confirmed because you can go to the dark website and you can actually get the origin world family tree. Well, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it because I have questions about that, um, which links back to what we've just been talking about actually with this kind of intangible. Oh, I think I know what you're talking concept. about. Okay, I'm, I'm, but, looking um, for, I'm looking forward to that. that. The first thing I noted in this scene though is Marek Danhaus is a strong front runner for best hair in the entire series. <laughs> Yeah, great, lovely. absolutely great hair, and you know he really has that kind of seventies Jim Morrison thing going on, which yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan of. Yeah, no, he looks great. Um, my idea, like, so what, the, the, the baby being called Charlotte, right? There's a load of stuff from the origin world which is echoed in the other two worlds. Like, yeah, the whole, I think that's what that the is. whole thing is grown out of HG's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like the idea that he in the in the Alton Prime world he didn't actually go and create this world fucker because he had his own Charlotte he had his adopted yeah, yeah, Charlotte yeah. you know what I mean yeah I think the, the Charlotte one that there's one we'll talk about later which I do I, I do actually think might be correct I know the Charlotte, talk, I know the, what you're talking about and I I'm already gonna say no I don't believe so but yeah wow. 
but the, but the Charlotte one, I was just like, I'm in my head. I'm just gonna assume that this is a Charlotte because that makes me happier. I'm yeah, one hundred percent. You can do that if you want. Like that's however. You I know need it's probably to. not, but like, yeah, that's is... how I, that's how I reconcile this ending with uh, because, with the heartbreak. But I will say to you, Conroe, before you let us know what you're thinking later. Right, just in case, because we are going to get a lot of comments about what you're thinking, and I know what you're thinking. We're going to get a lot of comments, Conrad, uh, about <laughs> that. Because I will just say, Sonia is not Elizabeth, and Marek is not Noah. That's not how DNA works. Yeah, but I don't know. Life it's finds so- a way. <laughs> <laughs> It's not how DNA works. Listen, all I'm saying is, if you put enough Mareks and enough Sonyas in captivity, eventually you'll get a Noah. That's just like <laughs> that's just science. That's just good. That's just good yeah, old fashioned that's, science. That's just, that's just genetics. I think that's yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so they appear in the middle of the road. They skid out. In that yep. moment, I'm honestly thinking when they skid out, I'm like, oh my god, they caused the crash. You've done it again, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they eventually, uh, you know, get him out of the car. Um, what we what we don't know is an o- is an ocean. What we know is a drop. What we don't know is an ocean. He gets him. Yeah. He, 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 say what you want about him. He knows the exact line to say. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um, yeah. He he has a he has a way of not saying anything for a long period of time to the point where you're like, say something, Jonas. Yeah. And then he then he just nails it. He gets the right line. Then then Marta comes in with the your father loves you very much just to just <laughs> yeah. to reinforce it. It's like all right, thanks for the help, Marta. Um, yeah. I, I think Marek's recognition here implies that he's, I think this is complete aside, mm-hmm. but implies that he maybe is a bit more of a scientist than he lets on in that first scene, or or at least he was paying more attention to what his yeah. dad says to him. Than, I think but, that's fair enough. I think that's fair um, enough. Yeah. Like, you know, like we all know, like the way he's, he's rebelling against his father here. I think like, obviously he's got some genuine demons, I'd imagine, but yeah, yeah. but 100% he has listened more than uh, he yeah. would let on to his dad. And I will say, actually, for Marek and Sonia, given we these characters have one, well, I guess two scenes, uh, three scenes, actually, to be fair, but they, you know, they have less than an episode to for us to get to know them. They are brilliantly characterized. Like we, mm. we don't spend very much time with them at all, but I already feel like I know a huge amount about them, uh, including that Sonia is not a very good mother because she brings that baby straight out into the pouring <laughs> rain. Was she holding the baby in the car? Was was that like? Yeah, a... she was holding the baby there in the no car. Which, I don't know. In, I mean, in the seventies, who knows? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they were probably drinking Budweiser while they were doing it as well, or, or um, I'm trying to remember the name of like a pilsner or something, yeah. <laughs> like some German beer. But uh, but yeah, the, like when. When she wasn't sure what was going on with Marek, she just brought the baby straight out into the rain. It was a bit like, just leave the baby there. I will say, Conrad, the fact that they you say they're very wonderfully characterized with so little time, there may be another reason for the fact that you you feel like sort of that you know them better than you should. Uh, let okay, me, let me tell you why. Go on. Sonia is an anagram of Jonas, and ah. uh, and Marek is a name that has the same root meaning as Marta. That's interesting. So they're kind of like almost meeting meeting themselves, I guess. Yeah. Is that your it's, right? it's yeah, well, it's, it's kind of like well, I don't think they're their, their selves, but it's it's no, very it's very yeah, it's put in a way. There are elements it's... of their personalities perhaps that are projected into the Alton Prime worlds into yeah. these characters or something. That's exactly. very that's fascinating. Yeah, isn't that really cool? Um yeah. also it's interesting worth noting as well. This Marta is actually pregnant right now as well. Yes doesn't really mean anything but it is no it is. i mean you know it's, it, you know the symmetry like that doesn't happen by accident 
you know yeah. they're, 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 the show has earned more than enough um respect to to interpret things like that as having some meaning albeit maybe a small amount of meaning yeah um but yeah i mean this this is a great scene i love Marek's performance here is great Jonas and Marta are great and and I just love this idea that like on such razor thin margins our universe is saved um and and the the um the the sort of pullback which we'll come back to later Mm -hmm. to show uh Jonas and Marta just standing in a uh in in, at the junction with the traffic lights behind them and the 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 trees in front of them it's very very deliberate i mean it's a shot we've seen a lot before Mm -hmm. obviously with the bus stop but it's very deliberately mundane and it kind of downplays the enormity of what has just happened it's like no one no one will ever know but you will know and 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 uh and it's 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 heartbreaking but mm-hmm. at the same time there's a there's a kind of beauty to it as well yeah and uh there's a few things to notice in that in that shot as well uh the first thing before i say that is though you know how marek sort of talks about like well sonia says he thinks he saw angels right yeah so like, that was a really cool little touch there's actually been foreshadowing to that as well do you remember whenever um uh Jonas was shot in episode five at the very end and he was lying dead on the floor the, the, the angel the wings angel yeah. wings yeah so yeah the symmetry of it being brought in it sounds it's so cool um okay and the other thing i noticed in this shot was if you look behind the trees the power plant is not there in the origin world. oh i didn't notice that actually that's cool that's um that's well yeah so therefore I, I regina probably won't die of cancer in this world either yes yeah that like that's i wonder what happened with uh i wonder what burnt was up to <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, having the, having a nice wholesome relationship with Claudia, I guess in this uh, exactly he in, didn't he didn't have world. that thing of needing the power plant, so maybe that's yeah. why it was more of a wholesome relationship with Claudia. Yeah, um, yeah interesting. Uh, okay, so I know there's going to be a lot of people who, no matter what, think Burns a creep. I will say, I mean, yeah, that I, he is a, he, he is a creep in the Prime World when we see him in season three, but but that doesn't mean that uh, Origin Burnt is. Is, is a creep we don't we haven't seen his life you know what i mean i mean a lot of people will say the age difference is creepy enough yeah, and I it's pro- troubling it's troubling i will exa- I'll admit <laughs> but we don't know that that scene where he was like you know really going up and giving her money and all we don't like you know yeah. we, we don't know if there was the creepy undertones yeah to- maybe that was a lot less sinister in the origin world like. <laughs> exactly um i just like you know it's like they actually didn't really know each other until they got into working in the power plant and like just one night over looking at the figures they were like you know they, cro- they hands they- brushed against each other on the ledger and they're like oh yeah, and then something torrid a torrid night of romance later and <laughs> Regina was in Claudia's tummy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so Marek comes back. He hugs his dad. Um, speaking about things not perfectly matching up with the way science would have you want it to because of just the way that they, they're finishing it, the show in an emotional way. Technically, as soon as he stopped them crashing and they turned around, they should have just disappeared, right? Um, yeah. Uh, there's also another thing I want to mention later on as well. They should have disappeared. They didn't disappear straight away because we want the emotional moment and and yeah. the, and the success. Like, the, the come finish. on, we're watching a movie here, guys. Like, yeah. you know, not a movie, but a TV show. Like, let's have a little bit of let's have a little bit of schmaltz here. It doesn't have to yeah. be, too, you know, all cut and dried. Exactly. So, like, you know, time lets them have a minute to talk. And yeah. Then, so they times chat, are romantic. Yeah. They chat for a minute and then they start. Oh. They, which we already talked about, and it's the 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 Conrad. If you weren't crying already. 
Oh, you, this got me. This got me cry, like the perfect match line. Like the, the well, no, before I was crying before that to be honest, but the perfect <laughs> match line. It was just like, come on, like this is that there's so much in this scene that is great to be honest, and it's it's obviously you know it's that feeling you have when you watch the end of a lot of TV shows where you feel like you've been on a journey with these characters. So there's an emotional release there anyway. But with these two characters, having seen them be through so much, to finally get this catharsis of the end of their journey, albeit a very sad one yeah. um because we don't know what the future we, we're kind of fairly certain what the future has in store for them um but uh yeah the the, the kind of soft strings of the score the like fun- thunder fading into the background that reveal as we talked about previously that they both saw each other as children um and th- these revelations coming as they're about to cease to exist mm-hmm. and then marta saying are we just a dream which is really lovely imagery because it's you know not not just a dream in terms of their uh, their relationship and whether that could work but in terms of their very existence is nothing more than than a dream at this point and then there's that as you were saying that that acceptance from Jonas of you know we're a perfect match never believe anything else as as they start to to fade away and like th- this is the kind of romantic schmaltz that I absolutely live for like that I wanted yeah. to fucking high five someone when they said that because it's like are oh, you you've done it again yeah. you've done it again um it was it was so good and then it returns as we see them um start fading away more it returns to that wide shot of them in this very mundane very quiet setting it just reinforces this idea that the world will never know what they did but but we've seen it and and for that we we can always we like we can always cherish that and then yeah. obviously then we get the montage which is let's have a montage yeah see trees are green. that's a hell of a, a hell of a song choice same montage. same vocalist as the um as the op- as the opening credit song too. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I didn't put that but put two and two together on that one. This is the one I was um, talking about earlier in the season that there's another song that they sing coming up. This is it. okay. Nice. Yeah, the, the, and you know it's a great cover. Um, it's not overly sentimental. I feel which is good because um, the if they'd have done like the Louis Armstrong version or so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously they would never have done that, but it might have felt a little bit. A little bit hackneyed, a little bit corny, yeah. um, but this is it's quite it's quite underplayed, um, but still but still sentimental enough to really get me. And then you know d- d- you just get this role of characters that we see disappearing. So Adam and Eva go hand in hand. Mm. Then the stranger fades. He's got the St. Christopher pendant in his hand, and I think the acting from Andreas Peachman is really interesting as he as he fades from existence because his his face to me portrays he, he's obviously scared about what's happening but there also seems to be a kind of almost like exhilarated acceptance of like oh finally yeah. it's over like and and you know whatever has someone has fixed it um and i i felt i felt like less so for stranger martyr to me she seemed more well she um, she wants her son to live like she I think yeah she, yeah so she seemed more just afraid to me um which is you know totally understandable when you start fading from existence uh yeah. without any context for why it's happening i would be afraid too in that situation mm-hmm. to be honest um and then obviously claudia uh in close-up going like crying as she looks yeah. at a picture of her daughter is is the real the real kicker um oh, but yeah it's a I fucking love claudia yeah <laughs> i just love she's, claudia so much she's real she's really good and i yeah i've said the whole way through the series hashtag trust claudia and yeah. i was i was bloody right i knew it i knew she'd be the one to figure it out because she's the only one who didn't have a dog in the fight so to speak you know she was out on the outside yeah. figuring things out doing science and then she came in at the end with her and just dropped the mic it was like 
Benoit Blanc from uh, Knives Knives Out. (laughs) Let me tell you how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is basically what this episode is for Claudia. Just like, just a one more question, please, sir. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But okay, so I want to. I'm going to be that guy. Like I know you went through a whole emotional thing there. I went through it back in uh, back in June, but I am going to be that guy, and I am going to say that I think they took some artistic liberties here, which I'm very happy they did. But let's be honest, when they started disappearing, if if we were really like, you know, if we're going to be real hard on the science, they wouldn't have noticed they were disappearing. The whole world would have just went, right? So the fact that yeah. they gave us the moments where they were they realized they were disappearing, I really love that. And But it is breaking away from the actual hard rules of the show. Um, yeah. Which, which had to be done, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, we needed that. We needed to see it as an audience, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make science. sense in the science at all. Because obviously, once they start realizing they're, they're disappearing, then that means that the cycle would no longer work. And therefore, Adam and Claudia couldn't have been at the point they were meant to be. You know, yeah, but if, maybe they were catching time as it was waking up or something. It was just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, it's still sleepy. It hasn't had its coffee. So it's like slowing in yeah, blinking yeah. them out of existence. It's true. Yeah. Like, you know, and we say there is <laughs> there's a weird, like, ethereal something happening. Well, we'll come back to that in, 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 the end of this scene that we're about to talk about I, i'm I, having this i'm really uh, no you're not and I, and, and the, and, <laughs> I'm, having it. I'm really hoping that you're not going to say what i think you're going to say but you know what if you think if you say it you say it but you are going to have to suffer the wrath of the comments and that's a real sad that's a really sad way to end this journey conrad. <laughs> yeah that's, the after dark podcast will not be returning for a second season <laughs> yeah after it's revealed but conrad is an idiot yeah okay Listen. so right, we'll, we'll get right. there we'll get so there. we're in the final scene now we get yes. one last Torben's eye joke, and we get "You spin me right round" on the radio as well, which is yeah. like that—that's their—that's their sign language or like semaphore for "We're in the '80s." Just like let's play this. Uh, they're not in the '80s though. I think they are. Oh wait, no, they can't be in the '80s, can they? Because well, no, yeah. look at the age of the characters. Yeah, but they're like, do they have to be the same age? Well, like, te- I, inter- I think technically they don't, but I think they are. I think that I yeah, I guess I hadn't really if, thought if that you're through. Inter- if you're in, if, okay, what's more likely? All of the characters were born 33 years earlier, or they played a song from three decades ago. So no, no one played, no one listens to that song on the radio anymore. <laughs> well, There's no way that that I think I we're in 2019 here. That's, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. No, it could be either. Like, I, well, it's more likely to be that one to be honest. But my my initial read of it was that it, it, that we were in the 80s just because of the song they were playing on the radio, which seemed like a a deliberate choice. But... I think I think that song that song choice is just to bring us back into the mood we were in the first episode. Um, yeah, that's maybe as, maybe it was. A, that, yeah. As is the credits song. Yes. Yeah. That's that's definitely um, there to. To, to bring us back to the mindset of, yeah. of when we first heard it. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, so what did you think about uh, the Torben eye joke, for, for, first of all? That's great, and I, t- I told you that he'd be important, listeners. I said that his eye was his eye was important, and here we see him made whole again, yep. a being of unknowable power <laughs> now now that he's now that he's he's full fully whole and and you know he's with hannah which is not a pairing i would have seen to be honest, <laughs> to be honest. if you'd have asked me which two characters do you think you're gonna get, get together torben and hannah would be pretty far down my list of uh down my list of characters although he did express an interest in ulrich's proclivities he with did. hannah there to clausen so maybe there was a little a little snifter think, of uh, I, of jealousy there I from think- I think there was a little sniff there of um, of foreshadowing even that early, if I'm honest with you, because yep. we we know that they had, they they had all their points of where they wanted to go 
when yeah. they when they started writing season two. So the fact that he says that, I very yeah. much think that they knew that. Just that a little cool. nudge, a little yeah. nudge in that direction. But um, yeah, so uh, like we're in the Nielsen house for this, but it's Regina's house um, based on the based on the pictures that are on the wall. So that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Benny and Pisa are presumably together. They seem like they're together at, the, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Katarina seems like she's single, which is probably for the best <laughs> based on her relationship with Ulrich. And yeah, Hannah's uh, Hannah's pregnant and they're reheating. Uh, I'm guessing it's Hannah's lasagna, Hannah's famous lasagna. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it could be anyone's, I suppose. Well, actually, that, that's very stark contrast to the uh, prime and old Hannah, who we know doesn't even keep the fridge stocked. But she's making yeah. lasagna in this one. Yeah, well, and she brought did she brought lasagna to Katerina um, when she wanted to spy on Ulrich, That's didn't right, she? Right, actually, in the first fa- season. That's actually, why I assumed yeah. it was hers. So there you go. It is the famous Hannah Hannah lasagna. Actually. Yeah, the so famous Hannah. Yeah, she just never gave any to Jonas. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was it, it always went bad in their fridge. Okay, so Hannah does like a big monologue here where she sort of just like is saying that she feels the weight of basically a world coming into existence and going and sort of yeah. a, a very nice sort of. Uh, as if like it wasn't for nothing. There is some feel yeah. of it somewhere in the world. Um, I, I, I mean, my read of it is it kind of works as like an epitaph for the characters that we've lost who didn't really get those moments yeah. for us to say goodbye to them. So, I mean, we don't really know who they are, but for argument's sake, let's say you know you're Ulrichs and and your Egon's and 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 Charlotte's and Ellie's. Yeah. It's basically saying that not every they they are gone and they've gone to this infinite blackness but it's actually better than living in this perpetual struggle and pain that they were in previously so it's not for nothing that they have uh, that they have gone i mean tell that to the versions of the random people who live in Vinden. that's all i'll say yeah i know like what's Clausen up to in this one that's what i want to know like is he is he better off now like if he is indeed alive in this in this version of reality well i would imagine and this is my take on that because we don't see Yasin in this scene, or Alexander, I should say. We don't yeah. see him. And that's I think that's because, for a few reasons, actually. Ulrich doesn't exist in this world, so therefore the her, him and Katarina probably weren't in the forest, right? Yeah. So therefore Regina w- wouldn't have been there getting bullied, so therefore she wouldn't have discovered uh, Boris, right? So Boris basically, when he came and was like, I think that all happened the same way, and he came and he probably just bled out in in the forest and died. That's, that's yeah. what I think. You know? Could easily have happened. Could easily have happened, yeah, because he wouldn't wouldn't have Regina sewing him up. Which means Bartos um, doesn't exist in this world. Well, there we go. It was all worth it. It was all, yeah, exactly. That was Claudia's real goal. Like, I need to get rid of my fucking annoying grandson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Conrad, say the thing that everyone's going to be angry at you for saying. Right. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't mean literally when I say this. Okay, but... you mean soul. Okay, I'm going to yeah. fully buy into what you're saying if you're talking about the soul. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the baby that she is going to have is literally going to grow up to be our Jonas. But I think the looking into the camera that I with the deja vu of the yellow uh, of the yellow uh, trend or uh, raincoat, and then I think Jonas is a beautiful name. To me, it goes back to that link between Jonas and Marta's beings or energy or whatever in in like that space between times to say these two will always find a way to 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 it's it's to me it's a glimmer of hope at the end of this series to say it definitely is a glimmer of hope yes like these two souls or spirits or whatever you want to call it are indelibly linked to each other they will always find each other and the baby that hannah has here may not look like jonas it may not uh, you know talk like jonas but it will have that sort of fragment of jonas's spirit that will mean that at some point he will find 
the wherever Marta has has ended up in well, this. Well, Katarina, world. if she, if Katarina has a daughter, yeah, perhaps, perhaps the, if you're thinking about the souls, yeah. perhaps the daughter will be called Marta. Um, yeah, and uh, I, and I yeah. think that's the that's. I mean, I know that this is the old romantic at heart in mm-hmm. me here. That this is kind of it's kind of similar to the Charlotte thing. It's what I want to happen, but I think that's what that is what the ending is saying with the addressing the camera, just to say there is hope in this world for for these these characters to exist in some form um but yeah i don't i don't mean i don't think he's gonna pop out wearing like a yellow trench coat and being like all right let's go yeah well you know the dna kiss my arm i'm so glad that that's where you went with it because if you went just literally because it's gonna be Jonas. yeah yeah some people did some people (laughs) did Uh, like my mom did for example but um it'd be be a bit too easy if it was just like oh yeah this is just Jonas and if that was the case the only way i can get on board with the theory that it is literally going to be Jonas again is if is, is if you genuinely think that Hannah cheated on Michael with uh, Torben. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> like, that, that, yeah. Hannah, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, but I think there is there's, there's something there um, in terms of like the idea of that. But I, I don't think it's it's definitely not saying this is going to be the same Jonas. It's no. definitely not definitely saying like it's not saying with a rubber stamp his soul is going to exist. It's not saying that. Bec- no, it's just a little. It's, it's just a little, little nudge. Gl- and it's important that it's just a little glimmer because otherwise to me it would take away a lot of the weight of yeah. the of the previous montage and, yeah. and and the previous discussion between uh Adam and Marta uh, sorry uh Jonas and Marta in yeah, terms yeah. of not existing so you don't yeah. you don't want to like Dragon Ball Z this and have like someone die and then like five minutes later it's like well we're from back with the Dragon Balls it's like you like, <laughs> and like you can't you can't undermine your own emotional crescendo that way but I, yeah I think to me this is just as Dark has done like I think it's it's quite a grim show mm-hmm. in what it thinks about and what what it tries to depict about humanity and 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 what it has to say about humanity but it does offer these little nuggets of positivity and I think this is this is one that really spoke to me um maybe maybe because it's literally the last thing that happens in the show so that's the that is the message they wanted us to leave on um but yeah it really really touched me yeah and then banging into that uh oh yeah the the, nina song the best choice of song they could have got because it just literally even back to be honest with you even though it was about to be a horrible thing with with helga t he junctioned himself and, and like <laughs> yeah. kill killed his older set like his oldest killed himself and in, like you know de- demented his himself, uh, yeah. his younger self or whatever even that moment whenever he's like driving in the car and it's got that song on i, I i'm like oh my god this feels so nostalgic and we've yeah. talked about before like like the idea of that feeling nostalgic and like i don't know she says like you know uh, Jonas is a lovely name and then it goes into that song and i've never went through so many emotions in the last fifth like 20 30 minutes of a show in my life yeah yeah no i i think it's it it is i i don't think it's it's hard with with a with a season um finale or especially with the end of a show to judge it on the merits of the episode alone because so much comes with watching the end of something mm-hmm. um so but i think if i try to step step back from it i don't think this is quite as good an episode as the previous one but it's still easily in my top 5 episodes of the show like it's and this this ending like particularly the final half hour is just non-stop amazing uh amazing acting amazing characterization uh but the the kind of huge emotional big hits that the the show manages to land are all phenomenal um and and yeah as i say it's the first time the show's made me cry which you know i, I i'm 
I'm, I'm not saying I'm like hard to make cry, but it takes the right kind of thing to get me, and this absolutely did. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think this might be the first time they tried to make you cry. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, because that's yeah. that's kind of what it takes to get me. Is something needs to be really sentimental and be like, listen, we're gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's that's normally what it takes. And, and yeah, this I felt like they're like you could kind of feel them being like, we're gonna get those fuckers this time. Yeah, uh, let's let's. My wife Emo, you know what you know what her she did she didn't cry at the end of Dark. Yeah, I mean she absolutely loves it to the same level as I do but she didn't cry and it's like such talking about small brain big brain the reason she didn't cry is such a big brain reason right um, she goes well I didn't uh, I just wasn't uh, I, I said I really got the emotion of it but I didn't push me over the edge to crying because like this Marta and this Jonas aren't the ones we've been following you know although they are the ones we've been following but you know this is the same Jonas yeah. from, from the end of season two. So that's why she was like, this isn't the one that died in episode five. It is mm-hmm. It is the same one I know. Don't say in the comments, haha, Anthony doesn't understand. It is, but that's what my wife's like, logic was, is that, you know, these, these characters have been split in this episode and there isn't the same weight to them for that reason. Now, for yeah. me, you know, I think she's a cold-hearted bitch, basically. But... <laughs> um... <laughs> Clip that, put that, like, put that, preserve that for, for posterity. Um, no, no, I'm just uh, obviously I'm joking, but uh, <laughs> I think she's she's onto something there. But at the same time, she yeah. just, she wouldn't she didn't let herself uh, be taken away. It's, with it. it's interesting that she that that disconnect felt really pronounced to her because to me it was seamless, and, and, yeah. and maybe that's because I I don't have a very analytical brain when it comes to stuff like that. Like I I, I accept that kind of stuff at face value. It's like okay, that Jonas is dead, but this is our Jonas now. I'm just going to plug you into these storylines yeah, and we'll keep yeah, on yeah. going um whereas yeah as you say if you actually take a step back and analyze that it's like well a lot of what we're seeing of this Jonas hasn't um or a lot of what we've seen of our Jonas hasn't actually happened to this Jonas so the last third of his story isn't there yeah exactly but yeah yeah, but at the same time like you know as I say like you know it's it is where's your heart where's your heart where's your heart like she doesn't have one she doesn't have one to be honest uh right okay well let's get into the roundup then yeah let's do it All right, so IMDb rating, which I don't have open, is... <laughs> professional. We're professionals da, 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 here. Da, da, da. Let's oh, fill that's... the time, fill the time. <laughs> 9.7, which is the highest of any episode from the whole show. I know you said maybe wasn't as good as the last one, which is harsh. Yeah. Harsh to put it put it that way, but you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, you know, I feel like every time I say this, I have to go back and recontextualize it and say i'm saying it's not as good as the last one if you remember the last one i said was a 10 out of 10 (laughs) so so it's like yeah it's not as good as that it's still 9.7 seems fair enough to me like it's still a really fucking good episode of television yeah it's just it just uh it's it's the last half hour is amazing um and and not not so the first half of the episode is bad either the first half is really really good uh i i just think it's not not quite as it's not doing quite as much as the 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 previous episode was like the previous episode a lot of moving parts and managed to nail all of them this one is more the emotional high points of the catharsis of finally seeing the end of the story um which you know i'm not digging it for being that that is what a that's what a finale should be mm-hmm. uh but it is just you know slightly less less difficult to do yeah but at the, at the same time it was a perfect landing to this you know i mean oh yeah yeah it was it was just great right okay so conrad and i thought uh, uh well conrad thought and i and i okayed it let's be honest um goff you go conrad give us your thoughts we thought people would want to know what he thought of the show overall so off you go 
Uh, I hated it. No, I didn't. I like. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a real. That would be a real red herring there because the rest, all that, yeah. all that time you were saying you love the show and giving, yeah, yeah, it was all I'm sowing these little seeds that <laughs> yeah. made you think I liked it, but you were fooled, listener. <laughs> no, it, like, I, like I mean. You know, it's, it's a great show. Um, I think, honestly, when, when Anthony asked me um, or initially recommended this to me, like, I think it was like several years ago, and I filed it away in like the big uh, cabinet in my head where I put all the TV shows that I think sound interesting, but I know that I'm almost certainly going to fail to get around to watching because I don't watch that much television. Um, but if it weren't for Anthony and, and, and you guys, uh, I may have never actually got to see it, which would have been... It, w- it would have been like... A, like a massive loss to be honest because this show is phenomenal it's this it's a comprehensive display of, of brilliant writing plotting presentation acting like everything about it is is so so good uh probably the best i've seen from any tv show in a long time um it's it is simply one of the best science fiction television shows ever made probably one of the best full stop mm-hmm. um but yeah, and I can't say it enough, really. I, I would have enjoyed watching this show if it had just been me and Anthony talking about it um, and, and we weren't doing the, po- the podcast, but having the feedback and like the encouragement and yes, even the insults when I get one <laughs> tiny thing wrong um, that's really insignificant in the grand scheme of things and you know who I'm talking to. Um, but all of that has made this like such a special experience and I can't wait to go through it again uh, with a new series in the future. So yeah, thank you to everyone for watching uh, and listening along. It's made it really awesome experience for, for, for me and I assume for Anthony as well. Yep. And uh, I hope you join us on our next series. It's not, it's not going to be dark, but um, you know, this will still be after dark. So you yep. know what you're getting from us. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I, even though we're going to try not to that much, we probably will compare our the future seasons <laughs> series yeah. we do to dark yeah. uh but at the same time at the same time we still do have dark discussions on the channel obviously yeah. 1899 is coming in the future so oh, there's yeah. more from these these creators and conrad is not going to watch it straight away and we are going to do it on the after dark podcast as yeah that's you- the sacrifice i'm making for for our subscribers is when like yeah. the, uh, how much given how much i've loved this show you will all know how difficult it's going to be for me to not watch 1899 as soon as it comes out but yeah. That's the price I'm I'm paying for my art. Yeah, exactly. So, and also, like, if you if, if you just want to hear Conrad and I talk about dark, it's not as I say, it's not going away. Conrad no. is going to be joining me on the dark discussions live stream. You know, every two three weeks. You know, we're we're going to try and get maybe two times a month. If we can't get two times a month, it'll be at least once a month. Yeah. Um, and 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 so we're just we're still going to have the same banter around dark. There's still like the, the sort of serious analysis with 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 like a really like sort of humorous uh tone um of levity for a bit of levity there but uh so it still is there if you haven't subscribed to the dark discussions podcast go and do it because that's where you'll get us talking about dark in the future um that's what i'll say uh except for after we do the oa we do plan on doing three special episodes where we take uh Emmett, who's uh, a friend of mine who contributes to the channel on Sci-Fi Saturday, he's going to go through Dark one season at a time. So one, he's going to binge it, and we're going to we're going to sort of see how what his predictions are at the end of season one. Yeah. And I'm going to laugh in his fucking face. <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah. I'm going to sit back with a massive cigar and a and a, a, a tumbler of whiskey. And just like you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> this fool didn't even predict the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Where's the sword fight? Regina's going to have you twat. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had to mark that red. I don't want to give the listeners too much of a glimpse into the Theory Matrix episode, but I had to mark that red this week, and that was that was a bitter bitter pill to swallow, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So that's just actually a good little. Next week we're going to be doing the uh, Conrad's Theory Matrix. So we sort yeah. of go through every theory that he's had on the show. It'll be a big long slog because we've got like you know three seasons now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be set. Like you gotta strap yourselves in for this one because it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> yeah, so we need to go through them. Uh, I am also. Uh, so if you're wondering like where like the Yas and his Alexander theories are in this com- conversation for the rest of it today, if you're wondering where the th- sword fight Regina had, if you're wondering where those are, <laughs> they're next week's episode when we yeah. go through Conrad's theories. Right or wrong, they will be concluded next week. Um, it's coming down i'll tell you this right now i like i was marking them all right or wrong but not scoring them yet um after this episode and i think it is going to come down to the wire so we shall see but i need all your thoughts and prayers (laughs) listeners to to get me over the line on this one all right let's do a really quick what the dub oh amazing yeah let's do a what the dub what the dub what the dub this week is that if you think i'm watching the last episode of dark in a dub You've lost your fucking mind. <laughs> I'm not watching this episode with, yeah. with a dub ever. I don't want yeah. this moment, like the end of this show, to be marred in any way. I'm not doing it. So the you what don't the dub is which voice being like ruining that scene with Adam? No, I yes exactly. I do not want to have it ruined in any way. I'm sorry, listeners. I couldn't do it for you. I'm not watching this episode. <laughs> in dub that's what that like the what the dub segments have been really good fun uh but that's this is where it ends unfortunately uh what, what language it. are you gonna watch the oa in <laughs> <laughs> that's the question yeah. now yeah what what the dub i didn't understand a word this week <laughs> yeah i didn't uh what i've got his name now the um the jason isaacs like yeah. I, like you have to dub him because he's northern right yeah <laughs> I retract that. I lived in the North for seven years, all right? No one judged me. I love the North of England. <laughs> right, okay. And the very North, very North, too. You, li- you live yeah. in Leeds, so. Yeah. Right, okay. So let's have a look here. Let's go to questions then. Okay, let's do it. A stranger from the outside. I realized we probably could have done a, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, an in- a Wincest uh, based on the. Oh, yeah. The the idea that uh, Torben is actually the father of Eunice, but uh, we're not we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Uh, the burnt the burnt revelation. That's not really incest, but it is creepy as hell. Uh, yeah, right. I mean it's 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 nudging up against Wincest win spiritually. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like Burnt needs to have his feet held to the fire a little bit on that one. And be like, hey, that girl was like thirteen when you were in your forties. What's going on here, Burnt? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So we have uh, first of all a question from the uh email and that's ad podmail if you want to send us a message or an email or whatever you want to send us that's where you do it yep. ad podmail at gmail.com uh so uh from karen and karen says uh the name of the last episode is Par- the paradise what do you yep. think that could mean um or the, actually we didn't say this in the main episode did we the uh hold on i need to scroll back up to it in german oh yes das para- das das paradis. Paradis. yeah yeah we all know that come on well, I think it's it's a play on words of what Adam has been striving for, what Sigmundus, in fact, have been striving for this entire um, this entire series. I think that you know they've talked about wanting to achieve this paradise um, at the at the end of the rainbow, so to speak, mm-hmm. and it's all been 
up until this episode a lie. Adam just wanted to end everything because with nothing there is no pain. He doesn't, he, you know, he he can effectively reduce everything to a, a zero sum game by by breaking the knot. And I think it's intended to me. It's intended a little bit ironically, or maybe not ironically. Maybe that's not the right word, but like sarcastically almost, because mm. I feel like the presentation of the family. Uh, the family, the friends at the dinner table at the at the end of the episode, uh, does there are some tensions in that group? You know, but when when Hannah has a big monologue about having a dream about the world ending, and Benny uh, says, "Oh, you should really get that looked at to break like the awkward silence," and Hannah kind of side eyes him a bit. It's like, oh, maybe it's just the hormones. So, and and I, and I feel like that's really important because it's presenting this relate this this group relationship as it's not perfect. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, 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 these people are still basically the people they were in the Alton Prime world, you know, they're still capable of all the good and bad things that they did in that world. Um, so it's calling it a paradise is obviously a bit of a, it, it's deliberately overblown, but it's also saying this is far better than what we had, you know, the, 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 like we have to value this world because it doesn't take much to completely screw it up. And I think that's, to, to me, that's what the title is saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I I think I probably would agree with you. Um, okay, so assuming that the six characters survive the show, uh, only six. If assuming that only six characters would survive the show, please name six characters you think will survive, and why do you think these? So basically, six characters you, that you are in the origin world. Okay, so they can't be ones that we've seen. Yeah, don't use the ones in the last scene, or burnt. Well. I'm I'm assuming Egon is because I can't yeah. deal with the world without Egon. Well, he's, um, well he, you know, Cloudy exists, so Egon has to too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Daniel Carnvalds is a real piece of shit. So like he'll <laughs> like he'll figure out a way to survive. Um, the Albers probably do as well. Because, well, they have, well, they have to because Canary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm 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 not approaching this as like I'm trying not to logic the, my, this to get the logical answers. I'm I, okay. I'm like, well, I've got the I've got the four who I think logically have to be there. The last two, I'm just going to shoot from the hip and say characters I want to be alive, and that's Noah. I know he probably isn't, but I'm saying Noah's there because Mark Vashke's cool as hell, and I want him to be <laughs> be in this world. Listen. God works in mysterious ways, right? <laughs> for, 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 no, for Noah to be alive, right, that means that Egon had to have a baby with Hannah whenever yep. he was like 70 and she was 20. Checks out. Ask Burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's getting the tips from Burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daniel Carnvald and Burn are both like pickup artists in the real yeah. world. Like, Look, doesn't matter how old you are, just flash some cash. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> disgusting man but what do you call it um but also bartos would have to exist so therefore regina would have had to save alexander but you know but it is technically possible (laughs) it is possible for them for for noah to exist it is possible yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean (laughs) let's not rule anything out um and then last one i'm going to say who's a character i really liked i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say ellie (laughs) doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah the, like, soul, like, the soul of Ali exists in a random fox in the forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like one of those Japanese spirits. Like she's yeah. gone into a fox yeah. in the forest. Yeah, exactly. Okay, who, cool. who would you pick? Uh, or like, uh, oh. have you would you pick anyone that I haven't uh, I haven't mentioned? Is this a first? Conrad's asking me my opinion. Listen, uh, it's the end of the season. I'm in a charitable mood. <laughs> right. Okay. No, you've definitely done it before. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, 
so who would I pick? Well, I know who's alive, like because I've analyzed the family tree to the minute well, detail. Yeah, but it's like you have to go the other way though. Like you're into uh, like the an- analysis of um of the minute detail to figure out logically who could be alive. What I want you to do is take a step outside your comfort zone and just go on feeling. Just go okay. on heart. Let's and go feeling. on feeling. Right. Okay. Yeah. Who do I want to be alive? Yeah, more than anyone else. More than anyone else. Um. Don't say Bartos. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's, it's not Bartos. Um, right, okay, let's say... I don't know. I, I can't actually think of a yes. character <laughs> no. who, who I don't know doesn't exist. Uh, not like Jonas. I mean, like, the Jonas kind of will exist, as, as we've discussed, but... Yeah, you're like you're definitely. You're, oh, Magnus, let's go, Magnus. He, oh yeah, sure. Magnus seemed like a good guy. Yeah, Magnus is is not going to exist, but but I'd like him to. I'd like him to. Um, yeah. Obviously, Francisca. She's sort of Francisca is really unlucky, you know, yeah. because she she doesn't get to exist because it just so happens that her sister is the mother of her mother. Uh, yeah, Fran- yeah she that got, had nothing got, to do with Francisca. No, Francisca got dealt the short straw in that one because it was like, "What are you doing? Can you not just stay out of this time travel stuff and you know let me be, let me exist, please?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right, okay. Uh, next question comes from Sam. Now, I will say that we got a, a lot of comments and questions. It's like I think close to sixty, um, which is a fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. Oh wow. Just yeah. to remind you, next uh, tomorrow, 9 p.m. UK time on Dark Discussions Live, we're going to be going through a lot of these. I don't have time for them all now, but we're going to be going through a lot of them, okay? Uh, all right, so Sam Svensson says, Does Claudia always discover that time pauses for a second during the apocalypse, or is it just that once when she discovers the existence of the third world? We have covered this a little bit. Um, so, you, you got me thinking, actually, with your point that it's only actually happened once. Yeah. That... Well, I, so I think that's right. I think that makes sense that she discovered time splits, and like that she's able to split time in the same way that. So, that, yeah, so, um, so the so the infinity uh, of the loop still exists, but yeah. it's just where she split off happens once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't think I don't know how much she would have discovered about that in previous in previous like instances of that loop, and then like well, the she, kind of... she she discovers it every time. Because she, she, it... she has to, to in order to split herself. But you don't think the 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 one that splits off successfully fixes the loop every time? Or that, that only needs to happen once? This for I- to... Okay, so this idea of every time it goes around, it could change, is not true. It's I'm just going to say it to you, Conrad. It's <laughs> not true. It's what I thought when I first watched the show too. But it's not true. The past has happened. The future has happened. You cannot change anything. Every time Jonas goes to the 80s, it doesn't split off and create a new 80s because he does something slightly different. It yeah. all happens the same. The differences, the small differences is when they re- they reference that within the different worlds. So in the old world, things happen slightly differently than the prime world. It's okay. not. It, there's not a new Jonas every cycle. It's only... It's only one. It only happens once. The time. Now, I explained this on my dark discussions last week, actually, in a very crude paint drawing, right? But the actual calendar of time, yeah, is a straight linear line. It's the characters that are going back and forward, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's, yeah. So the so the whenever Jonas goes back, turns into the stranger, all that sort of thing. It only ever happens once. When at the end of episode seven, whenever he becomes a stranger, he's not a new stranger. 
he's the same character we saw in season one. He's the exact, it's, and it's happening. It only ever happened once, except you can view it as happening infinity times as well, because we don't know where the beginning is. It's a circle, okay? Yeah, okay, that makes a, And I've explained it in a video before. A circle has infinity sides and one side. Yeah, okay? I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it is... It took me a long time. I'm going to basically go and watch all of your videos on this now because I can. I'm allowed to. Yeah, well, well, don't take what I say as, as, as gospel here. Like, I'm definitely not. Like, you know, you, like you, you, I'm, I, I'm willing. Like, I'm not saying that I'm correct. I'm not saying that. But I, but I think that there is enough in it for people. Well, like, the, the, the whole changing every cycle thing. I don't think that's... But no, but I mean, it's good that you do this analysis because, as I say, I, I kind of, I when it whenever it comes to like really complicated like time travel stuff, I, for me, it's like, does it pass the squint test? Like, if I look at it like that and it seems like it makes yeah, sense, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not not going to analyze you too much. I'm going to move on to the character stuff. Um, but but then you know, it, like uh, as is evident on this podcast, when when we get into the nitty gritty of it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> be like led by the nose to these theories so, so it's so good, basically, to, good yeah. to have yourself so to ask uh, answer sam svenson's answer there is is it because time only happens once and they're all jumping it back and forward right yeah so so like it means that the characters are living longer in that small amount of time than they should but the time that passes is still the case so there is only ever one 1986 there's only ever one 2052 there's only ever one of yeah. these except for in the in the actual reality splits but that's slightly different um yeah, that makes sense. so so whenever they get to the end and claudia splits herself away all right she only did it once and that part and that part isn't part of the loop so therefore it hasn't happened infinity times you know, if you know what I mean, like, so the, yeah, the infinity sense. doesn't come into the idea that it changes every time. The infinity is just, well, there's no beginning of this. So we don't know. Um, that's really hard to get your head around, but it is true. Trust me. I've been told in the comments, I've been, I'm wrong enough. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to comprehend this while I, my foot is being attacked by a cat. So that's making, <laughs> making this equally like that's, that's making it, I'm going to say 50% harder for me to comprehend. <laughs> yeah. At least 50. <laughs> you know, um, Okay, so uh, although I, <laughs> anyway, just get... although as I as I said, like well, as we know from a comment to last week, I am small brain. So um... you are small brain. We are both small brain. Unfortunately, you are also in the small brain club yeah. with me. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I think. Come on in, the water's fine. We don't worry about things like plot holes here. We're just like I don't know. I want to see Noah be cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As, if we get Noah being cool, that's all we really need. This show. Yeah. Um, that drone, that that score is amazing. Right. Okay. Yes. Just talking about um. Talk, talking about small brain, handsome head injury has a <laughs> has a question. So for Conrad, uh, what was the most surprising aspect of the finale for you? I think that it was relatively happy, to be honest. Uh, I, I I think that caught me by surprise. I, I I could have seen it having a very grim ending, you know, cynical uh, we, ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a cynical ending. Like we cut to the origin world, and it's just Tanhouse waking up in bed, seeing his family. Not to say that that's that's not an unhappy ending for him, but for where we are, that would be really, that'd be quite grim because it, the assumption would be, well, we don't know which of the characters that we know and love have, have made it, but it may be none of them. Mm. Um, so I, and I, I particularly actually, <clears throat> which is maybe one of the reasons why it struck me so much. Um, 
the Hannah speaking directly into the camera saying, I think Jonas is a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. That little yeah. glimmer of hope is is very optimistic uh, in a show that, that doesn't really trade in optimism that much. So that, that really caught me by surprise. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Where, the, where, they, where you fall down on the idea of his soul and stuff, it doesn't really matter. You can't really argue that that was an optimistic final, final word of the show. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's misplaced optimism, it's still optimism. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay, next question from Handsome Henry says, for Anthony, that's me, which of Conrad's correct fi- finale predictions most surprised you? Jesus, like, to be honest with you guys, everyone talks about my poker face. I mean, and I've, I've had a bit of flack before. I've had a bit of flack about uh, giving Conrad a bit too much here and there. Um, yeah. I think that that's all unfounded, to be honest with you. But, but, but last... I'm ep- not going to complain. I'm yeah, not going to complain. But last, ep- like last episode, or episode 31, I should say, when Conrad basically just said what's going to happen in the finale and, and, I, was just, <laughs> and I, I i properly had to just be poker face city there because it just kept going like and i was just like <laughs> it, just, it just kept going and i was just like right okay so there's three worlds gotcha um i think cloudy's figured this out okay gotcha uh it's called the origin world uh, and that was the bit that I was like when I heard that in this episode I was like I should give myself a million points for getting that right because me and Yon Chafris we're, we're uh, two peas in a pod we're like we're linked but that's why whenever uh, I think I said this in dark discussions as well last week but I, I was like when you said Origin World in my own head I was like I've got to rationalise how he knows this somehow <laughs> because this looks like he's cheating so I literally yeah. the, w- w- one of the next things I say is and you got origin because they mentioned the origin so much in the show, don't they? Because I was just like getting you to say, yeah, yeah, like they mentioned the origin. That's where I got that from. Because I was like, people are going to think he's cheating. Like that's yeah. how dead on you were. You know. I mean, to be honest, if I was going to cheat, I would have cheated a lot long, a lot longer ago than <laughs> like one episode to the end. Right, but as I say, the theory matrix is going to come down to the wire, I think. So I'm like, if I've cheated, I've not done myself any favors by leaving it until now. Yeah, exactly. But no, but nevertheless, it was absolutely ridiculous. I th- I think that the, the, the fact that he got the word, the, the name of it, Origin World, is what surprised me the most of that. Yeah, of that I was I was pretty impressed with myself, to be honest, for getting Origin World right. But I mean, it does make sense when you think about it. You know, it is the like because they've talked so much about oh, you know, the the like Gary, the cleanup crew, are the, is the origin. And then when you find out that that's clearly not the case, um, it, it, it then asks the question: Well, what is the origin? And it turns out. The origin is is in a different world, and ego the origin world. Yep, exactly, and, and that's the thing. And to this day, people will argue with me, and oh, not argue, but discuss with me in comments that their understanding of the show. And what I find time and time again is people accidentally take what Eva and Adam say for like for like as wrote, and they say, yeah, yeah but the cycle is this, and the cycle is like, no, 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 that's what Adam said it was. Yeah, we know he's wrong. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. They're either they're either wrong or deliberately lying. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's it's never trust anything those two say. Exactly. Okay. Which I, I think okay. actually. Oh, sorry, I don't. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just I think that actually coming to that conclusion is so important in understanding the kind of broad story strokes of Dark because there's definitely a point. I think maybe in the middle of season two where it's like what the fuck is going on? Because everything that Adam, like, because I don't know what Adam wants and, and like everything that he says seems to, the opposite seems to happen. And then, but then once you get to the, come to this conclusion, they're like, Oh, not like he, everything he does is predetermined as well. You know, he's, he's flying as blind as the rest of us. And he's just trying to perpetuate his own life so that he can, fix things in his own mind it makes everything far easier to understand because it's basically yeah. like just don't trust him exactly and like not to go back to the whole cycle thing again but i will I, I will just say very quickly like the idea 
Like, if you want someone that does believe that things can be changed, that idea has been put in your head by Adam. Okay? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, that is a mis- character mess mis- misanalysis i believe of the show as a whole because you're believing what adam says the show has showed us time and time again no matter what character thinks they can change things they fucking fail they fail yeah. claudia had to split herself away from the cycle to do it and even then there's an argument that she's that she still went back and did all the things like say goodbye to her father, get shot by yeah. Noah, you know, right because she was end. still making sure that the cycle did complete. I mean, the the, the argument for predeterminism, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and it makes even more sense. Like, I wasn't certain about it previously because I didn't know how the show was going to end, but it all comes back to Ulrich's choice in the caves when he's chasing Helga. He has the choice of going left or the choice of going right, and he has no information about either one. If pre- If everything wasn't predetermined, at least some of the time he wouldn't end up in the fifties uh, yeah. and, and, and he, um, Oh no, he ends up in the eighties first, I think, but either way, like he, he wouldn't make the choice he does. Uh, and, 50s, and everything 50s, would... you're right. 50s. Yeah, it is a fifties. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, he wouldn't end up in the fifties and everything would be balls up as a result. He has to pick the fifties every single time yeah. with, a, with a, with a, with a coin toss. So it, it, it doesn't make sense for it to be anything other yeah, than. And if that can't change, model. nothing can change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so we'll do one more question, and then we'll try and get as much into the live stream tomorrow as we can. Okay, guys. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, question here from Pharaoh. Now, I haven't seen Pharaoh in the comments before. Maybe I have, but I don't. So, I'm going to give him a chance here on the last episode. Pharaoh, don't let us down. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. Here's a question for both of you: Is there a character in Dark that you wish the show would have focused on more? Great question. Or had a bigger role in the loop? Um. For me, Charlotte was my favorite character, uh, a favorite character of mine, and I was saddened by her lack of scenes in season three. I get you, Pharaoh, but I would also argue that Charlotte she got like, a lot. She got a lot early on, and season yeah. two was her season. It's yeah, like she it's got like, a lot in season two. It's like season two was Clausen and Alexander's season. You know, like by finding out who her parents were, there's nowhere else she can really go with her with her arc. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I agree with you that it would have been nice to see more of her just because we love Charlotte. But um, I don't. I, I think it makes sense what they did. Um, uh, also, they hope that Alt Mickle had a bigger role. Anyway, so Conrad, what do you, who's a character you would have liked to see more focus on? Uh, Torben. Okay. More Torben. No, I I think probably Ellie. Seriously, um, I would have liked to have seen what Ellie was up to. Her and for... Celia, maybe when Celia first. Yeah, got her there. and Celia. Like I, because she, you know, she must have had an interesting, in, maybe interesting is a bit of a euphemism, but an eventful uh, existence after mm-hmm. after a child was stolen. Um, so I would like to have seen a bit more of her because she's a great character. Yeah, that's great. That's a good answer. For me, it's Agnes. Um, Agnes is a good shout as well. Yeah. yeah so I've got a whole theory, Conrad. Should I put should I put it out for you now? I talk, on, give I've me talk, give me the theory. I've talked about it a fair bit last week on Dark Discussions. Jeez, you should, guys, if you haven't seen it, go. I've talked about my last week episode of Dark Discussions a lot. Go go watch it. Uh, but basically, um, now strap yourself in here, Conrad. This is maybe a bit harebrained, but I think there is enough. I so think another there... French delega- delegation nightmare we're, going, we're heading into. <laughs> Maybe. So, <laughs> Agnes is the character a few episodes ago when I said to you, it's strange that we don't see another character, uh, this character again. Yeah, I thought it might be. I thought she might be. That's Agnes, right? So, when Adam was listing where they're going, right? Magnus and Francisca are going. They've got a job. They're paired together. They've got the same job. Then he says, um, Elizabeth and Charlotte, they've got the same job. Okay. Then he says, Cilia and Agnes, right? 
where did they go? Now, obviously, they're all obviously family members too, but still, it, it, it like it, it still connects them with a job of, as well. So, Celia went to have Noah and um, Noah and Agnes, right? Went to have to have children, basically. Yeah. I believe, and this is my theory, I believe that Agnes went through the portal and remember how she was crying and they were all so emotional. She was hugging Celia. She didn't yeah. want to go where she was going. I think she went through to either rendezvous or or um, maybe he didn't know she was coming, but to meet the unknown, to have Tronta. I think that's where she has Tronta and it's out of obligation. There's no other explanation to me about how she ends up with the unknown, right? That, so, uh, yeah, that would make sense. So I think uh, I think when in the first season when she comes to Vinden, we know that Tronta was in a, uh, in a uh, what do you call it an orphanage. We know that yeah. he was in an orphanage. I think that Agnes, the reason why she was able to leave her son, she hadn't had him yet. Yeah, I think yeah, that that that, that that Agnes hasn't had him yet, and I think that potentially she just doesn't survive. Um, and I think, you know, and there's also in the start of episode when four, she comes and picks him up again, um, or her younger which, self yeah. comes and picks him up again. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And, and I mean, I, yeah, and, and I think Gary it, is not, uh, I, I would not put it past. Well, in fact, she yeah, literally yeah. says that he's he's abusive, I, I think, yeah, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past him to kill her uh, at some point. And I, he does say as well in the in the origin, whenever Agnes is in our minds, pretty very much still alive, he's the origin, uh, Gary says to Tronta when he's talking to him outside the cave. He says, I knew your mother. He says it yes. in past tense. Um, so I think there I think, is... I don't I th think that's that harebrained. I think that's. I think there's there's definitely credibility to that. I, I had the exact same thought in my mind. Uh, you know, you, you did say this character, or you said a character doesn't show up again. And then when Agnes didn't show up, I think, was it episode six or episode five where Agnes goes off? One I, of those, I, yeah. Episode yeah, five, um, yeah. And, and and when she didn't show up in the last episode uh, or the, the previous episode before this one, I was a bit like, "Where's Agnes?" And uh, and then obviously she's not in this one, so I, I don't I don't think that's outside the realm of plausibility that that's where she's going off to is to to have this abusive relationship. Yeah, I've also said that there is a, there is potential for a spin off show or a or a one off movie of that storyline because even the whole idea of how there's one Gary but two Tronters is also mind-blowing and it, and like there's also people who are suggesting that perhaps our like prime agnes is the only mother of tronta and then tronta is maybe split you know what i mean which would yeah. be which would be interesting but um, i'd be nuts if yeah. they, I, I was literally just thinking about like did they split tronta as well <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's all kinds of messed up yeah. if you don't start there's a whole about there's a whole series of dark discussions uh podcasts on that but uh right guys that's us for this week uh we've i think we've given you an extra extra long one today um yeah so we are going to be back tomorrow night for Dark Discussions, and we are going to be back next Monday for um, for our Conrad Theory Matrix episode. Yeah. Um, I waited till the very end to say this, but did anyone notice that we got we actually made it so that this episode was number thirty three? <laughs> um, I, I predetermined. Someone did actually point out on last week's podcast saying the way it's going, I think thirty. Uh, the last episode is going to be thirty three. Isn't that a great coincidence? And then I just commented saying, it's almost as if it was planned. <laughs> like, So everyone who hated the fact that we reviewed Edge of Tomorrow, everyone hated the fact that we, <laughs> that, 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 that we took a little sidetrack into Jon Snow for a week. You know what? We finally found our place on the best movie podcast ever. Having said that, they needed to happen. It's all predetermined, yeah. guys. They needed yeah. to happen for 33 to come true. 
you know we're you know what we know is a drop what we don't know is an ocean <laughs> yeah and in fact i'm so tempted to put an extra episode talking about dark in somewhere uh just so we can call it episode 35 and then if you take out edge of tomorrow and if you take out uh um the john snow episode we still have 33 total of dark you know yeah <laughs> that, but that's yeah. that's stupid because by the time we do it with Emmett, it'll change anyway but every um, every 33 episodes we'll do a dark episode yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what we have to convince you now the, uh, don't hold us to that the maths of that is going to become a nightmare when we start watching other series exactly right okay guys that's us um thanks very much for watching and going on this journey with us uh yeah. if you're still watching at this stage of the video at this stage of the series we are eternally grateful mm. um please come on with us on the next journey uh we are going to be touching it on dark as we say but i think we've got a lot of people who are looking forward to it you have to be an anthony or a conrad if you're an anthony you've seen the show go and watch the oa if you haven't you're going to be a conrad and you're going to predict away right guys well we'll see you next week for the theory matrix we'll see you tomorrow for the dark discussions and apart from that any last words conrad see you in the oa i guess yeah <laughs> bye bye Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.